While we'll be consuming alcohol throughout the show, should you choose to join in, we ask that you only do so where it's legal, safe, and in moderation. We also welcome your feedback and suggestions on our Instagram at Movies Rock Podcast. And should we say anything rude, non-inclusive, or otherwise wrong, we apologize in advance. We are affirming of all, so with that being said, offense or ill will is never our intent. Now let's get back to the show. A super big fan of Titanic. Your favorite shut, scene. Shut up. Shut, shut, shut your mouth. Mysterious dance scene. You're right like, Leo, I wish that was me. No. When he was I swinging her around yes, in that yes. little in the like basement. Yeah. You were like, man, I wish that was me. I wish no. that was Kate Winslet. No, no. Not I even. Want to show my he wants to show his boob. That's why. Is that what it is? You wanna you want me to paint you like one of those French girls? <laughs> is that what you want there? So I, I would love to paint you if you'd like that or draw you. I hate I'll, this so much. I'll I'll really <laughs> All right, well, everybody, just so you know, this is with Movies on the Rocks. We are the Murder Boys. Murder, 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 murder. And we are here on episode 53, I believe. Yes. No, 53. bro, it's deeper than that. Is it really 53? It's 53, 53. I thought we were like we, on 56. No, Dang. not yet. Not yet. Yeah. We're almost to 69. Anyways, Ooh. um. <laughs> So, uh, either way, whatever episode it is, it's Movies on the Rocks. We're here to discuss movies, drink, talk shit, talk shit about Derek. I mean, that's usually what we do. Yes, sir. Um, and this episode, we're going to be discussing the my pick, uh, uh, 3,000 Years of Longing, directed by George Miller. Uh, but before we get to that, let's go ahead and uh, talk about what we are drinking tonight, boys. What are you drinking, Derek, like every all episode? Right. All right. All right. Yeah, I know. you guys Oh, everybody understand Derek is a little bit under the weather. He has got – he got the Rona. Oh, man. <laughs> I wasn't really going to say it, but he did. <laughs> Just kidding. I he's, wasn't gonna say it. He's not. He's 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 feeling a little bit under the weather. So today's episode is dedicated to Derek, just like the Halloween one. And we're gonna make him feel super uncomfortable because he's got the Rona. Look, and look. Just, <laughs> no, I love that you, Halloween Derek. episode. <laughs> Midsummer was just a mind fuck. It was beautiful. It was yes. beautiful, but it was yes. a mind fuck. Yeah. Um, totally. Yeah, man. I made it almost a full three years with. Th- this is the first time. This is the first time I've had it. I'm still going strong. I haven't gotten it yet. That's My brother impressive. got it. That's I haven't impressive. gotten it yet. And I, I definitely got it. Man. And I, I make up and I make out with random people all the time. Yeah, yeah and see, that's that my sense. argument. I don't ever leave my house and uh, I enjoy it. I don't like really talking to people, except you assholes, <laughs> virtually. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, I, I walked out of the house, I went to Mexico, and I don't know if that was that or it, it airports definitely or something. Was something in your travels, a million yeah. percent. I mean, I went I went on a cruise and I didn't get it, so I don't yeah. know if it's I'm I'm like fucking like ironclad or whatever, but yeah. yeah. Well, I got it. Luckily, you probably have one of like the lighter strains because I got it when it was the shit was like the Delta strain that fucking shit sucked, <laughs> and oh, it was yeah. last summer. It was horrible. Yeah. So you're like, you, yeah. you count your blessings. And he's um, he's I thought he's I so made it because the, we were on the down. You know, the, all the numbers were going down, and then they started spiking. I was like, yeah, whatever, but I've been careful. I don't go out. I wear a mask like freaking, I don't know, 
who wears a mask a lot of the time? A doctor. I'm, I'm wearing a mask like a doctor. How about that? And <laughs> yeah, I expected to totally skate by and uh, I got got. So my drink. Um, <laughs> what, a, what a good transition. <laughs> I got drink. got. So my drink. I got got. But let's talk about what I'm drinking. There's <laughs> another one. While I am while I'm have COVID and am on <laughs> antibiotics. Let's talk about that. <laughs> I am not on antibiotics, sir. Okay, right. Although I should be. You're right. <laughs> yeah. That's all. No one. Uh, I never, never heard. I uh, never tried this before. This is uh, eight light lager. It's called eight. That's it. Just, hmm. just eight. Um, it says no shortcuts. It is alcoholic this time. So we <laughs> sidestepped that. Good it says four percent alcohol, which is pretty low. Ninety right. calories, and uh, it uses. <laughs> Organic grains. Oh, here's the big selling point. 2.6 carbs. I guess that goes with the keto then. Oh, good. Yeah, okay. you got the keto and with that. You, you got one of those tall boys, right? Because it's really small in your it's mix. very small in his hand. <laughs> oh, he doesn't like it. Doesn't oh, like God, it. it's so bad. It's what so it bad. <laughs> it's, it's a lager. Oh, God, it's so bad. It's what the is worst. It, what does it I've taste had... like? Uh, oh, God. Um, it tastes like you licked the inside of your uncle's ass. Okay. Uh, how, do, how do I relate? Uh, okay. Okay. So let's say you have... A a bud, mm-hmm. not a bud light, uh-huh. a bud. Budweiser, and y- you you somehow found a way to keep it carbonated and chilled, but concentrated it like you you evaporated more of the water out, so it's just more more flavor of the same shit. It was bad. It's bad. I don't want that. <laughs> Okay. Well, it looks like he's not going to be drinking that. No, it looks like he's like, well, I'm going to fall back to Old Faithful, Angry Orchard, Hard Cyber. Of that's, course, yeah, he that's is. probably for the yes, best. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it'll be tasty. I'll love it, and uh, life will carry on. <laughs> Eric, Eric, what are you drinking? What do you got, man? I am drinking a classic today. I, I, I couldn't. I didn't. I, I mean, I just haven't bought any alcohol in forever, so I just I have to, to use buy. what I have. So. I have just two. root beer and vodka. That's what I'm doing. There we go. Yep. We go. Get same it. as me. Same as usual. Bacardi and Coke Zero. So yeah. Oh, so. Jesus. But yeah. Right. I mean, but I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff that we can talk about. There's a lot of news that came out actually in the last week. It's been nuts with so much news in regards to pop culture and shit like that. But you know, we might as well take it to the On this day, in the year of our Lord, 2022. <laughs> All right, so what What just came out today was, uh, of course, uh, the new trailer for yeah. James Cameron's second part to his four-part, I think, Oh, I thought it was epic. three. Was it five? No, it was four. I thought it was five. No, Shit. I think it's four. Whatever. James Cameron just doing random fucking numbers. He could probably say it's 12. Who the yeah. fuck cares? Uh, for whatever his multi-volume, <laughs> epic. yeah, yeah okay, it is actually a five-part series. It's five I just parts. It's five. He, he's already filmed the next two. Like he's filmed this one and the third one. Oh, like, so it, the third one it, is it was, done. The third one's done. It's in the can. So when are they going to release it? Probably, I think I don't know. Look it up in Shit, another bro. like ten years. Yeah, they're going like, to wait for this one. No, no, no. I, I think it's going to be like a year or two. I think it's going to be like a year or two. Okay. Um, because this one comes out in 2024, right? Or 23. It comes out next year. 
If it's Thanks, 2024, yeah. then why did they give us a trailer in 2022? I don't know. Who knows? If it's James Cameron. Anyways. Yeah. But no, either no, no, way, no, no, no. so... The second part comes out December Oh, December. December, yeah. The third part comes out, I think, either next year or the year after, so... $250 million on this film. Well, yeah, and it's all of his money, too, because he produced it. It's everything. All of his money. I mean, he's uh, got after... billions from the first <laughs> yes, one. So. Yes, And from Titanic. Yeah. And from Terminator 2. Yeah, he's good. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's solid. All right. yeah. He's doing all right. He's doing all right. Yeah. Um, no, so he um so this this is the second part called Avatar Way of the Wa- Way of Water Way of the Water, yeah. Um, and of course you know, it, the trailer is absolutely gorgeous. Like with everything with James Cameron, he's an amazing cinematographer. The shots are gorgeous. They're beautiful. The visual effects are amazing because that's what he likes the most. Mm-hmm. That yeah, aspect incredibly of brilliant visual. But effect. we can all say that he is not. He's an amazing visual director he's a terrible storyteller that's what it is that's that's what it is that's what i'm I'm looking for a terrible storyteller case in point uh my hot take is that when titanic quote-unquote swept the academy awards i was so pissed because i thought la confidential was a much better movie that's because it is that's because it it is best picture that year Yes, it should have won Best Picture. I was so mad. It's because, a better film. Oh God! I, every time I think about it, I get more and more upset because I love yeah. that fucking movie. That movie is amazing. Should I? I'm, I'm just going to. I don't this like up. Titanic. Never have. It's not a you good know, movie. Yeah, it, it, we okay. I, I I agree when we talk about how the story within Avatar and Titanic not not fantastic. Um, these movies paved the way for technological advances that every movie subsequently will benefit from. Um, But I'm going to harken back to our, gosh, I think it's still unreleased first episode. He wrote the screen screenplay for battle angel. He did. He did. And, and I didn't hate it. He also didn't make it. He didn't, he didn't make Battle Angel. He, he produced it. It, it was right. directed by Robert Rodriguez. So look, it, it goes to show you that, yeah, you could be a good writer, and not be able to tell the story properly. And you could be a good director and not, you know, you could be a good director. I, I see what you're saying. So you could be a yeah, good sorry. director. I'm to yeah, no worries. You could be a great director and a horrible writer. Okay? Yeah. You can write something. You could be a horrible writer and write something good and somebody else directed it and it's a masterpiece. It's, a, it's amazing. You could be, you can write something that people read and say, this is a fucking masterpiece and give it to a director and they can make it pure shit. You know, yeah. that's the, that's the the funny part about storytelling. In order to get all of those elements in in one place where this is really good, you have to have a lot of talent. And I'm not saying James Cameron's not talented. He absolutely is. I'm not I'm not no, taking yeah, away. No, no. Unless he very, brought in he brought yeah. in Mrs. uh who should be, I don't know. What can you Yeah, like what what would you call somebody who's female and benighted? Um uh it's Madame, right? Isn't it? A, a, a lady, a lady, lady, lady. Okay. Lady Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. She's been knighted or whatever? No, she should dame, be. No, That's dame. my point. Sorry, Dame. 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 That's what it is. Whatever. Dame. Not ma- madam. Dame. dame. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she madam. should be. She owns yeah. a brothel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's tremendous talent. My point. 
my point behind well, this. And I mean, Kate Winslet's been... coming back, and Dude, it's she... not coming back. Kate, go... Kate, Liz is... Kate, Kate Winslet never went anywhere. Here's the thing, and now that's what I want to talk about too. So we're we're talking about filmmakers that are really good. Speaking about specifically James Cameron, who's a brilliant technician of film. He's mm-hmm. brought things to the screen that have blown us away, and he continually does that. He's phenomenal at it. Um, he does have great films, not just not just ones that look good and are bad. Like Terminator Two is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Aliens, okay. yeah, Aliens, Aliens. Is, is a great movie. So like he makes good movies, but he also has a slew of them that are not very good. <laughs> you know, okay. and there's a lot of money that goes into them. And when you talk about Titanic distinctively, think about the uh, pedigree that he had for that film. He had Leonardo DiCaprio, he had Kate Winslet. They were young; they were like 19, 20 years old at the time, but they still were good actors both of them and when you guys go back and watch titanic i know you guys probably have it in a while i have i, I have it, seen it recently the acting is outrageously bad oh god it is bad it's like collateral damage bad or collateral beauty <laughs> it's collateral beauty bad it's so, on it's that so, level it's so tinny like it's yeah tinny. yes yes I don't, I don't know if you understand what that means Derek. what do you mean Tim, tinny like it just feels hollow yeah it's like yeah. it's such it's just Hollow an echo, acting. an echo of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what it is. Like, really, and, like, and it's funny because the only person who shows any real, I guess you could say, like, like you feel any type of aspect of them is, uh, what's her name? Um... Kathy Bates' character, where she plays the, oh, because, uh, Molly well, that's, Brown. That's the the amazing Kathy Bates. She she, yeah. she goes. She and, never and, is wrong. Yes. And 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 uh, they didn't give and, us uh, enough of that character. No, they yeah. did. I should mention yeah. Molly Brown. Oh yeah, no, and 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 Bill Pullman. I mean, or Bill oh, Paxton. Bill yeah, Paxton. I was going to say, I, I knew who you meant. And he <laughs> yeah, was on screen yeah. for maybe like five, yeah. ten minutes, and he yeah. was, and you felt like you 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 actually had something with him. But like, but those are the two people who had who you felt any connection with everyone else was just hollow as fuck it was yeah, like they were no. doing the rounds yep and it's and that's and that honestly goes to show that directing is a lot to do with the success of your film and um you know if you look at leo and kate winslet and their catalog there's not a lot of bad shit in there and both of them have bad shit and that one bad shit is titanic <laughs> so you know i'm just saying you know i mean like like titanic was good and then he went and did the beach which Titanic wasn't good sorry whatever but then he went to the beach and the beach is so underrated i think it's a phenomenal picture i've actually you know? never seen the beach I've the beach is it. the beach is like wildly underrated if you ever want to sit down and watch something that's like totally Wait, different no i did i did watch i'm Dude, I'm getting to the point in my life where I'm forgetting what I saw. I watched <laughs> the beach like during COVID quarantine. I was like, "Oh, it this is, is wildly... what this movie is about." Like it yeah. was crazy. I did watch. It's movie. a nuts movie. Like you don't yeah. think of what it is based on how they marketed it. Like yeah. you just don't think that's the way it is. Yep. Yep. So anyway, um, so I, I I don't know, man. James Cameron. I I so with the new Avatar specifically, I am not excited about it. Mainly because um, I saw the first one and I really dislike the first one. And again, this goes back to what we're originally talking about. Technically, beautiful film, perfectly made as far as just the technical side. But unfortunately, the story is pretty god-awful. And and me and Derek Derek was talking about this a little bit earlier. He mentioned it and I love that he said it. He goes, it's basically Pocahontas and Fern Gully. I'm going to do you even better, uh, Derek. I 100% agree with you, which is rare. 
Uh, and <laughs> because I'm right. Yeah, yes, you are time. right about this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <to differ. laughs> but anyway, uh um I, I think it's I think you're right. I think it's Fern Gully, I think it's Pocahontas, I think it's Dances with Wolves, I think it's The Matrix, I think it's The Wizard of Oz. It's literally every one of those movies in one. They stole yeah. there's nothing original. There is absolutely nothing original about that film except the technology that they used to make it. That's the only thing that is original about that movie. So I, so I kind it. of, that's the thing I kind of have. Okay. So like the, the ship has sailed on avatar one, mm-hmm. right? Like it's mm-hmm. already came out. We've already passed judgment. They're not, they can re-release it as many times as they want. It is what it is. Um, but I have high hopes for this second, the second, uh, release of uh, the, the sequel here is because it, it has potential yeah. it has potential and and we've yet to be proven right that it's going to be awful the odds are not in their favor right but but i don't know you know like people people go crazy for you know the book of hunger games or uh, you know, I mentioned earlier that, you know, Battle Alita or Battle Angel Alita was a, a f- incredible uh, story. The source content was so perhaps, you know, this sequel pulls from a fantastic source that doesn't get watered down, doesn't get diminished. And mm-hmm. yet he's able to focus on all the technological benefits that he he, they, he tends to pioneer for these films. Yeah. Um, but I. I I'm asking a lot there um, and I'm aware that I'm asking a lot because if he's going to make the same technological bounds that he typically does with his films, um, that requires a certain level of focus that pulls from the story yeah. and, and its quality. Yep. And, and yeah. it's, it's, it's hard, it's hard to, for there to be a balance between yep. those that, that still yields it, the same effects we want. Do you really think that that's true though? Like why? Like why? Why is that that way? Do you? I mean, like here's the thing. I don't want to say that that's true because that's not true. Because I think it is true because a lot of the visual heavy films that we watch are lacking mm-hmm. somewhere else. So you are correct in what you're saying. True. But why is that? Like why? I, I don't think that that necessarily has to happen. Like why is that happening? So here, here's my theory. Um, unless you have, you know, a dynamic duo of sorts, you know, like we saw with the Daniels Mm -hmm. two people who have very different focuses that together make an incredibly well-rounded, beautiful and well-written story. Yeah. Um, once you add a third leg into that, and I shouldn't say leg, like as though it's a stool, but, um, you know, we talk about like the story quality and, and the, the, cinematography of a film those are two pivotal aspects and inherently as soon as you start add in adding in things like we're going to figure out this new technology create this new method um, design this new avenue for you know cinematographers to use in the future you detract from one of those two but why though because well, I, I think people are limited people are finite we only have so much yeah capacity I, I, like i can't i can only juggle yeah, i mean even was, the best jugglers out there only handle x number of things you know even if i said yeah. 60 you know eventually there is a limit you know to how many tennis balls that guy can juggle you know but so but think about what you just said too like i i agree uh, man I, this is this is real questions i'm not condescendingly asking this because i totally am on board with what you're saying it just doesn't really make sense to me because 
when you think about like movies like the daniels like the, everything everywhere okay sure it doesn't yeah. have avatar's budget okay exactly i don't even <laughs> want it to have avatar's budget no. because i think it could be a deterring like you said okay but be beyond that like they had a set amount of money and they made it happen with that set amount of money right james cameron has an unlimited budget Oh, but okay, but you're which means you're... that you have unlimited means to do what you're trying to do. No, no. So you have to, you have to remember that the output from the Daniels and the output from James Cameron are going to be starkly different. Yeah, the output from the Daniels was a well-written story that was filmed brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the output from Cameron thus far has been something that is visually stunning. Yeah, terribly written. Yeah, like the story wise, yeah. oh, and yeah. then you also get a third item bad, that doesn't bad. come other places, and it's that technological benefit. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Um, you know, like I could even say that when we talk about, uh, you know, we mentioned the volume for the Mandalorian series, right? Mm-hmm. We got a good story, not great, a good story. We also got something that was filmed pretty well, but we got the volume technology, which was pivotal change to how films can be made in the future mm-hmm. and so we got a little bit of that third element um and so it I, I think it inherently has to detract unless unless somehow you're able to find you know a director that's able to produce you know two of the three on their own and have equal standing and decision making and vision with a third a second person who also is interested in the technology and has the time to, to weave all of this in. It's so complicated to be able to do that. Like a balance and dynamic of what we see between the Daniels is rare to say the least. You know, I have an example of what you're talking about and it's a perfect example of somebody who's a director and somebody who is the producer and mind behind the series and they didn't write anything, but they were pivotal in making sure the story was presented in the best way possible, except for maybe one piece of it. But the whole series in general is Indiana Jones. You had Steven Spielberg and George Lucas who were on top of the story and script right. writing process from the jump in all those movies. To now, make if sure, I, to make it, sure that the story and everything was done properly, they were they were on top of each of those movies. Granted, so if I remember, Crystal Skull is not the best. Well, no, let's, no, let's no, no one, saying, no one brings up Crystal general, Skull. No one talks about the series that one. in general. The series in general is a classic of cinema. The series in general. But, but when we talk about that, what? And I, I, I mean this not as a, a counter argument, but as a genuine question. Mm-hmm. What? What? Technological. Uh, inventions let's say or discoveries or 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 designs did they come up with that led us forward to future film techniques like i i'm sure that some exist and but i don't think of indiana jones is is coming up with that i think of things like et you know and and this that might lend to the same argument that spielberg is one of the people that could do this right but i mean when's the last time he did that well, I mean, you also have to think like all the stuff that was done as far as special effects is concerned was done by Lucas was Lucasfilm was industrial yeah. light and management magic, and they're constantly creating new sure, shit all the sure. time. So, so it may not the, be apparent like with Avatar, yeah, where it was just like, that, unbelievable. That's what I was just gonna say. So with Spielberg but, and George Lucas, like they're not they're they're they they've probably ha- they have crews and 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 uh, teams that do create 
that have created technology that that is used. Yeah, that's okay? true. Und- undoubtedly, the, yeah. Yeah, but the technology that they're creating is usually environmental shit that you don't even see, but it yeah, becomes right. easier for the filmmaker to do. So that's that's something to keep in mind. But also, too, thinking about Spielberg, like you you mentioned Spielberg in particular, and I'm not. I like Spielberg. I'm not like I'm not a crazy Spielberg guy like a lot of people that are into film. I think he's incredible. I think he's wonderfully talented. I think that he's got movies that have changed my 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 world, okay? But with that being said, he's to me when you're weighing like a James Cameron and a Steven Spielberg, James Cameron, I'm I'm great. Great that you made these movies that have have brought in more box office numbers than anything else that's ever happened. That's amazing and good for you. But they're not even in the same ballpark as mm-hmm. as filmmakers. Spielberg is on such a higher level of filmmaking than James yeah. Cameron, and that's so, a lot. That's saying a lot because James Cameron is a brilliant filmmaker. Okay, yeah. I think if yeah. we if so if we take that same perspective, um, it took you know two I agree brilliant minds such as Industrial Light and Magic, George Lucas, um, and Steven Spielberg to create that duo where they were able to output those three elements that I was talking yes. about. And, and that is, I think we can all agree a, a pretty uh, rare occurrence that you can find that level of chemistry between two brilliant minds that are out there. I'm sure that there are a couple other good examples, but not many. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like one other thing that comes to mind is like when Jim Henson was involved in, in any films, he was probably, pretty influential in the visual aspect of how a story could be told and maybe, you know, developments and puppetry and animatronics that existed mm-hmm. at the time, yeah. all of that stuff. A hundred percent. Right. But here, what we've kind of seen is perhaps, you know, more of the stuff that Eric, I think hates is where we can find a balance that we can just pump money into a machine and get something good enough to make a ass ton of money. Mm, there you go. You know? That's it. Yep. And, and, <laughs> You know, like, like, I mean, yeah, it's visually stunning and it's got a simple enough story that people can follow and we can get all of this return technologically that it becomes a worthwhile investment. And uh, bro, and I think that I think ultimately what he like, I that's what I was trying to get to here. And it was like, this was a real this was a real me. Like, let's (laughs) dig in here and try to figure this out because I'm going to find we're going to find the path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think ultimately what it comes down to is it's 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 feeding your dollars into the machine man that's what yeah. it is it's like how the many machine. yeah yeah how how many how many dollars can we get out of this out of this 250 million that we just invested and so how much more can we get you know and and we don't care about um about maybe making people so we're, we don't care about provoking thought we don't care about changing lives we just care about that bottom dollar and that to me and not saying that all filmmakers I, not directors i don't think directors think like that i do think that there is a part of them that's like yo i got a hit here because i want to make more money and i want to make more movies okay there is a part of yeah that. that's there yeah but i think when it comes to the studios or whoever's funding it that's where it comes that's what the big problem is is like how much money are we getting returned and maybe that's what james cameron's problem is because ultimately he did just spend 250 million dollars of his own money that's a lot of money so what is True, what do I yeah. need to do to make sure that I get at least all of this back? You know, and 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 I'm wondering to a certain degree, and I'm not saying this is the case, but I'm wondering if because 
he's done and has made all this money and he basically has like a blank check from any production company to make whatever he wants to make. Do you think there's a certain level of, I don't want to say laziness, but I mean, that's the best word I can think of in essence of like storytelling. Yes. And, okay. You know, mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? About, because yeah, yeah, I, mean, I mean, not so much, not so much what he's trying to do visually. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, there's no laziness that. there. Yeah, but there's I'm saying, no. But question I'm saying a laziness yeah. in the sense of the storytelling aspect of the motion picture, where it's just perfect example is the name of the fucking element that resides in Pandora. So the name of the element so is called unobtainium? unobtainium. Like, could you not have thought of something better? I remember when I watched the movie, I literally stopped, because I, I didn't watch it in the theaters, thank God. I stopped the movie while I was watching it on DVD. I stopped the movie, and I thought to myself, I, look, I looked at the subtitles, and I'm like, is this thing really called unobtainium? Yeah. Like, it's such a cheesy name. It's like, so stupid. It's not even just that. It, another name. That's lazy. So you're right. You're, you're right, dude. That's lazy. That is lazy to, to you know, that's call cutting this, corners in the story. In the story, when well, you're not cutting corners, you're not cutting corners in your craft. He's not. That's he's that's not, for sure. hundred percent. People yeah. talk about how a fucking how much of a mind fuck he is in in directing. That he's so hard on on actors sometimes that they get super annoyed with him. Like he he thinks he's like Kubrick asking that. And and there have been reports of people getting super pissed at him on the set. Like that was one of the biggest things during the Titanic shoot that people were so mad at him during the shoot because he would constantly be be going do it again, do Which, it again because he. <sighs> which and, is a and, juggling act man and that's not that's to, to me that's dude that makes me even more angry about it because <laughs> dude you're still dude, coming out this way because it's like i didn't know that 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 actors you know are, are frustrated with him yeah and it's funny because you're getting you're, you're you're pushing your actors but you're getting subpar work out of them so it means you're not a very great director that's what that means he is a brilliant filmmaker but yeah. he is yeah, just not a direction. good director yeah, yeah. You, if you like listen think about other guys that we've talked about like david fincher who does or stanley kubrick who does the same shot over and over and over again they actually get the performances though mm-hmm. they're actually getting the work out of these people yeah yeah. Why is yeah. James Cameron like? Are you just trying to seem like a director? Like, I don't want to bust James Cameron's balls, bro. And, and James Cameron, I'm sure you're listening to this. But if you are, sure, yeah, sure brilliant, does. hardcore sure fan. Oh yeah, we, of course. We are. I we do think that you are a brilliant filmmaker, and I putting you in in the upper level. But you are at the bottom of the upper level, you know, because there's guys in that upper level that are unbelievable filmmakers that make movies with far less money, far less. And so they're you good. Think perhaps, okay. So, so I guess maybe this is just um, ignorance on my part, and I'm sure Eric will point it out. Um, if if we talk about you know somebody who takes you know their, let's say they take their time to get take after take after take after take after take, and they still get a let's call it average product in the end, does that Perhaps also, rather than only being just poor direction, maybe it's somewhere in the realm of poor selection of of takes to use in the final. So bad editing. So you now you're you're going to say is the editing bad? Because that's what that is. So what you're talking about right now is the editing process. So because if you have a thousand takes 
and your surely editor, something is better. And your than editor that, right? is using this take take thirty four, and that's yeah. what he thinks is the best one. But really, take eighty seven was the best one. Yeah, that's bad editing. But ultimately, what it comes down to, dude, editing. I'm gonna stick up for editors here because editing is a very difficult job because you are given. Oh, film. Man, I could do that in my sleep. Come on, shut now. the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're given, you know, hours. Derek, don't talk about editing, dude. Yeah. Don't talk about editing, dude, because you tried that Truth. first episode. I was like, give it to me. I'm taking over, dude. Preach, preach it. <laughs> but anyway, you're given. Editors are given hundreds of hours worth of footage, and they have to make oh, it yeah. into about ninety minutes to two and a half hours. Okay, that's what they have to do. And they're given hun- thousands of hours of, of footage, and they're looking at all of them, and they are a objectively trying to find the best take okay and a lot of times editors probably find the best take but guess what they're overridden by the director the director's sitting right next to them usually at and if too. they're not sitting right next to them what they're doing is they're saying they're saying cut it send it to me i'm going to give you notes cut it send to me i'm going to take i'm going to give you notes that's what happens if they're not sitting right next to them so that's but what the- i was actually thinking was that cameron was picking the wrong like like i i don't necessarily have doubts in the editor or the editing process more so that the director might be picking the wrong cuts to 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 put in place and and it goes further because it's not just it's not always no it's the funny part is too it's not always the director's final cut so like the Mm, the the studio gets james cameron's getting final cut because he's funding this shit so it's his yeah it's his but um but studios get involved. But when it comes to the director's cut, you're just watching the director's favorite cut that the editor that the his, the editor cut. The director's not sitting there and actually editing it. There's very few that actually do it. It's just taking the this is the cut that the director thinks is the final one, regardless of what anybody thinks. But here's the thing with editors. Most good editors work hand in hand, side by side with the director. So it's not an iron fist thing. No. So that's why if you look at people like, well, Quentin Tarantino had Sa- Sally Mink forever, but he's got a new yeah. editor now. If you look at um, uh, uh, Martin Scorsese and, and Spielberg and uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, they'll use the same one or two editors every single time. It's mm-hmm. because you have a really good vibe. You guys, yeah. you guys understand each other. You understand how he wants you to make films. They understand how you edit, so it it, it works out. It works harmoniously. That balance between yep, them, yeah. exactly. And I figure that James Cameron probably used. I would be shocked if he uses a different editor. I don't know. I, I don't. I, it's funny. I don't learn about the directors that I don't that I don't absolutely love or head over heels about. I do like James Cameron, but he's not like one of my favorites. So I don't know who his editor is. But whatever's going on there something's off if that's if it's if we're going to editing which derek honestly great great topic to bring up because it could be the editing (laughs) you know i don't i don't know you know i don't know but someone's dropping the ball somewhere (laughs) so that's all so so just so you know the editor of avatar it the editors of avatar and avatar away of the water one of them is james cameron so he's he's cutting yeah he's he's actually sitting there cutting he's actually sitting there cutting Yep. You know what I mean? Like he's actually doing that. And that's and okay. Just... And that's another pro so guys, another thing in the world of film. It's not but it also great. has it also has uh Steven Rivkin. Rivkin yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But but either way. It, in the world of film though, that's always that's not always a good idea. So like it, it, and that's one of the things that I had to learn in, in film school too specifically. 
you shouldn't cut your own shit. You're too close to it. You're far yeah, too close to it. Yeah, it can be to tough. It. I could see that. It's yeah. very difficult. And I, I realized, like, I, I went through film school directing and cutting my own shit, and I was cutting other people's shit because I'm a really strong editor. That's, like, where, where I thrive. And um, I realized that, like, wow, I'm, I think I can make better si- decisions than these other people, and they were listening to me. But when it came to me, I was like, I think I'm making better decisions. I had to let go of my ego and be like, wait a minute, bro. You are way too close <laughs> to your own shit here. For real. And that's why most directors use other editors that can bring them down to earth a little bit. You know? Okay. I think I think I just figured something out. All right. Sweet. So we talked about, we talked about uh, <laughs> you know, take after take after take after take and you still don't get the right shot. Mm-hmm. Poor direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, edit after edit after edit. You still don't get the right cut. Poor communication, poor direction. It sounds like it's just more of the same issue. Like he has a vision and perhaps his vision is flawless. Not, maybe it's the best thing that that film could ever be, but being able to articulate and that actually be manifest as an actual film and, and get to be distributed. Yeah. I mean, it, maybe it's the same problem all, everywhere. Just a little bit of everything. Yeah, I don't know. Damn, but guys, we just, I just want to point out that we just talked about James Cameron and Avatar for 35 minutes, guys. We've been talking about James Cameron and Titanic and Avatar for 35 minutes. All right, all right. Point, back to the point. Uh, the new trailer dropped. Maybe it'll be worth watching. It could be good. Um, Who knows? I have a feeling I mean, that somehow we'll end up at least talking about it, if not doing a whole episode on it. And so I, would be okay. I would I would be okay with either one, but I don't want to be forced to go see it. I kind of want to see it on my own time. So so in much the way of anime, give him a couple of years and I'll get around to it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I, okay. Moving on to the next topic. Um, I got another topic. Uh, it's it's a pretty happy. It's a pretty cool topic. I think it's cool in the sense of like as far as music is concerned. So. This past week or the last two weeks, uh, T Swift dropped her new album, Evermore. Oh, T Swift. T Swift. <laughs> but the crazy thing is that this past week on the Billboard Hot 100, she had 14 of the top 20 tracks. That's. I mean, it's Taylor Swift. I don't know. I, I, not I'm only not... that. Not only that. She's the first artist to ever have all top 10 spots. Is her songs from that oh, album? Oh shit, T Swift from that same her. album, yeah. dude. So ten, the so, top ten songs in the Billboard Hot Swift. 100 are the are ten of the songs from that album. Yep, I'm gonna be Mister Negative. Oh, I don't care. I, don't, I have no. I, I, have I don't no give a shit about T Swift. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't give a shit about. I just, just thought, it was, I thought it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I thought. I mean, I mean, I, I'm, I'm good on her. No, 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 no. Congrats. I mean, it's an Taylor amazing Swift. feat that no one's ever done. Go but ahead, I don't Derek. think she's amazing. My yeah, daughter wanna... loves her fucking to death. Every 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 girl loves her to death. She's, <laughs> your daughter is not alone. <laughs> I know she's not. She's actually. Oh god, we're, we're about to we're about to buy her tickets. So, oh, yeah. of course, many, of course. <laughs> many 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 people like Taylor Swift, and I Derek? will not begin to make the argument that <laughs> she is somehow untalented because she is clearly, no, she's clearly very she is clearly talented. Very, talented. very very talented. Yeah, very talented. Um, but much in the same way that I have an unreasonable dislike for the weekend. Um, <laughs> I'm okay whenever you are that popular, it is unavoidable to have that music. It will be forced down your throat. Yeah. Oh, no. That's yeah. True. Oh, that's yeah. True. So 
in in the same yeah. way in the 100%. same way that Eric would much rather watch Avatar: The Way of the Water in his own time, and <laughs> yes. perhaps yes. come to have any level of appreciation for it. Um, I immediately hate everything Taylor Swift puts out just because <laughs> it is forced down my throat, and I don't get the opportunity to take it in my own speed. I get and, that, man. I get and that. here's the thing: like the weekend is another good example. You know, I didn't like anything that he put out until at least a year afterwards, where I was like, you know, stuff's pretty good. And it's just because I was able to get around to it myself versus having it forced down my throat. Yeah. And that's going to be the problem with with Taylor Swift and and not just her. There are many other artists that fall in this category. So I don't mean to single out her or her art or her genre or or whether or not she writes the songs. I don't know. I don't have a, I don't care. Whatever. She does. It's just I don't I don't want to I don't need it forced on my throat. I want to be able to get there when I when I'm when I'm ready, when I want it. And I immediately hate it. I haven't so even heard let, it. So, I let, hate so, it. Let, so let me let me let, let, let me ask you something, Derek. When you hear Taylor Swift, do you do you shake it off? Uh, <laughs> this guy's so just, stupid. <laughs> do you just shake it the off? The build up for nothing. Oh my God. <laughs> so that's what I was thinking. I was like, all of that, all of that build up, man, for this just dad the, joke. The that's ultimate dad joke, for. dude. That's my what I'm God. here for, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Look, I, I will say this because there there are many incredible artists that don't make that level of success whenever they release an oh, album. Yeah. 14 of the top Dude, 20 and 10 yeah. of the top 10. Incredible. It is worth noting whether or not I ever come to like this song. It is clearly popular or they're clearly figured out the the secret recipe to, to, you know, top the charts and make shit tons of money. Undo- undoubtedly. Um, well deserved. I mean, I'm sure hey, you you'd put in all the legwork and everything involved in it. I just I'm probably not going to listen to it. Could I could I can I talk about this real quick? Can I give my, my thoughts about this T Swift mm, album? Nope, don't care. Moving on. <laughs> okay, all right. So no, no, no. I mean, as far as as far as talent, she's got a hundred percent all the talent in the world. I mean, she fucking re-recorded her first like six albums her own way. So, like. Yeah, because of a contract issue. That's why. Yeah, I was gonna say that was a lot contract. to be said about yeah. the way that. Uh, th- let's say the the breath of fresh air that she has thrust into the country music scene. Um, but she left quickly. She left. She quickly left, left very yeah, quickly. That's yeah. true. That's yeah. true. She was there for maybe two, three albums. Yeah, top, and, and she was like, like twelve, and then she was peace. like, oh, "Wait a minute, I'm dipping out." Yeah. Fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Eric? Go ahead. Oh, so so the thing about Taylor Swift is, I, I it's really interesting. It's interesting that you brought that up because I wasn't even thinking that Taylor Swift would come up in the news here. But um, <laughs> I so the day that that album dropped, I have you know I I, I work from home and I have a couple co workers that are a little bit younger they're in their mid 20s to late like, 20s oh yeah and oh they God. love taylor swift because they grew up yeah exactly and they grew up with, with with taylor swift and they love her so they were going nuts about it in like our little teams chat and um they were like oh this album's so amazing so i was i was having a light day at work so i was like i'm gonna work write these emails and i'm gonna listen to this album i've never listened to a taylor swift album all the way through ever before in my life okay <clears throat> Already never done disappointed, it didn't you? yeah I, dude I, <laughs> I just listen man i'm at the point in my life where i'm like you know what you need to experience as much as you can absorb it all bring it in wonder you know? egg priority you motherfucker <laughs> i'll get to it i'll get to it so anyway <laughs> so, years it's been years <laughs> I'll, I'll get to it so um, I popped on this album and i listened to it front to back okay even the new the, the 3 a.m one with the extra songs 
and this is what I'm going to tell you that I felt. I'm going to tell you my real feelings on it. And I and I hot text, take. Hot yes, take this is moment, a hot everybody. take. This is a the very hot, hot take. take because I don't listen. I don't have any beef with Taylor Swift. I don't really like her songs that much. I'm not a pop music guy. You know, that's just not my thing. Um, but I appreciate the talent. She is very, very talented, and and I'm fine with it. A lot of her songs I can't connect with because she's like a girl complaining about a boyfriend, and I've never been in that situation, so I have a hard time connecting. And I like to connect to music like I connect to movies. If we had a music podcast, guys, it'd be the same dynamic. Okay. Almost the exact same thing. So, um, pompous opinions, but you. okay. Yeah, you're right. By you. You're the pompous should, arrogant one. Be, okay, bro. That should be the you. podcast name. Pompous, yeah, pompous opinions arrogant. about music. Yeah. So, um, what I'm getting at is I listened to it front to back and I, and I had to text my wife this and be honest. And she was pretty shocked by it. I said, I just listened to the whole Taylor Swift album front to back. I'm gonna be real. <laughs> the shit was good. <laughs> but then I said this. I, I had I had an ellipsis. Don't... It was dot dot dot. <laughs> and I said it was good, and I appreciate it. But I will never listen to it ever again. Not because <laughs> not because like it's it's Taylor Swift, but because it's not music that I love. Yeah, you know. No. But it was good. I was listening. To it, I was like, "Wow, this is a lot better than I thought." But I will never. I'll probably. I'll never put it on again. And if it was, if it was good to the point where I was like, "Whoa, this has got me," I would listen to it again. But it doesn't. It was just like, "Wow, this is really pretty." It was good. entertaining. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna yeah, do what you what do, was. Eric, and I'm gonna project what you actually mean on. I'm gonna put words in your mouth because what you actually mean is it didn't I have. I do do that to you. That's true. <laughs> it did not. Whether or not it wasn't, it wasn't the music that you wanted to listen to. It did not have replayability. It's not a replay. Not for me. It's not. not for it's, me. It does. It doesn't yeah. give you the same replayability no. as like Enter the Thirty Six Chambers. Exactly. Or... No, that's 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 shit. And I'll that is forever. a stark yeah. stark difference. Okay. <laughs> now, now, musically I do think... yes, but in general, like as far as just the aspect of the music itself, I mean, you just you, there's there's certain albums. That no, this this applies to. this applies to movies. I mean, shit. How many yeah. times did we each watch uh, Everything Everywhere? Oh, well, shit ton of times. We both, yeah. An incredible movie. I'm, we wanted I'm still, to. We wanted, we wanted to watch to. it. Yeah, yeah. I want to yes. watch it again right now. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. talk about that movie for another six hours. We can do it. I'm okay with it. Yeah. My point being, and, and maybe maybe repel- replayability uh, goes hand in hand with you know the things that you're inherently interested in. But I would also argue that there are times that my stepdad introduced me to music that I'd never heard before didn't listen to you know any other art uh, one that comes to mind is bella fleck and the fleck tones if you've never heard of it check oh, it out i have yeah. i have They're incredible good. band incredible yeah nothing you'll ever hear on the radio not something that i generally like listen to but there are some of their albums that i will listen to on repeat regardless because yep. they're just that fucking good and um it didn't matter to me that it was something that i was inherently interested in or something that i normally would listen to it was that replayable mm-hmm. and so that's why i would argue what you're talking about is replayability and it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. go hand in hand with whether mm-hmm. it's something that you traditionally or normally would, would want to listen to in your normal rhythm. That's true because I do have, I agree with that. And there's music that I listen to that is, take yeah. those words, eat them. No, no, very good. No, he didn't. He, me, and Derek, me and Derek are like, I don't know. I feel like Derek needs to just live with COVID because I feel like <laughs> I feel like we're the on delirium. the same. The delirium yeah. is setting yeah, in. Gotta, That's what it is. Yeah. We are. He's been humbled by by COVID. That's what it is. He's the been Rona. humbled. Yeah, he's the been Rona. finally humbled. But no, we're on the same vibe. I totally yeah. I agree. And, and the funny thing about it is, like that replayability is a huge deal. 
yeah. in music. That, that, that's that's that, that's what that's financially what music, as well. Financially that, nowadays, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying that's what music is all about for you to be able to continuously just put it on and listen to yep. it and just kind of just go with it, dude. Yeah. That's how it always was growing up. I mean, like for me, like whenever I wanted to buy like a CD, I had to like make sure, like for me, I had to be sure. That there was at least three to four songs that I could listen to on that CD mm-hmm. that I liked. Yeah. If it was anything less than three, that's, that was my limit. If anything less than three, I didn't buy it. Yeah, I, I mean that's that was probably a smart. That's like a that was like a really economical choice to make <laughs> yes, as a kid. Like for yeah. real, like like yeah. Instead of just buying an album because you like one song and you're just you're spending twenty dollars for one song. That's stupid, exactly you know. Yeah, I wish I thought like that more when I was a kid. I did not. <laughs> but um, with the advent, you're right. With the advent of 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 new technology, especially Derek, you said like playability is such yeah. a huge deal. And exactly. um, I think that Taylor Swift doesn't need my replays by any means. No, <laughs> she does not. No. <laughs> but but um, no, the what is it? That... Probably like eight to sixteen demographic guys and girls alike are just yep. gonna be playing oh, yeah, that and shit. She, on and she repeat. got that. And she got that Capital One money too, bro. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, I forgot. She, dude, Taylor Swift is set forever. For the, she's all good. She's she, she's gonna do she's okay. Gravy. Yeah, she's but, gonna um, do all right. But I would. I she's gonna wanna, finance Avatar yeah. three. Watch. I know. I know. <laughs> but I do want to say, like, I was actually. I feel there was a part of me that felt and i realized and i meant that earlier too when i said to you derek when i was like i'm at the point in my life where i'm just like open to anything i realized that like i'm glad that i listened to it because i would have never known or appreciated her as much as i do like i appreciate her more as a musician now will i listen to it again oh, no god no. now i have to listen to yeah it. but i do i do appreciate her more as a musician but i don't i won't listen to it again you know. This is so disappointing. I'm so, I'm sorry, Derek. <laughs> it, it's probably worth a gander at least once. You never know. But I have another Billboard fact for you that I was reading. Which, oh, go ahead, which, go ahead. Which I was reading this week. So there is an artist that has been on the Billboard 200 for since his album came out, I believe, 15 years ago, and he's the only artist to do this with one of Wait, his albums. Continuously be on the top. He's 200? been on the top 200 albums for the last, I believe 15 years. Do not look know, at the internet. You fuckers. I know. I know Metallica did it with the black album. For no, they a long didn't. Time. Nope. This is the only part. There's only one person to do it with this, Ooh. with this amount of time. Ooh. The record is called good kid, mad city. The artist's name oh, is Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar. Lamar baby. He has been on the top 200 with that album since it came <laughs> out. Which I think years was like ago? twelve or fifteen years ago. I forget how many years it was, but it's the law. I was reading. He, no other artist has done that. I was Jesus. like, wow, that's impressive. That is a very good album. It's a very good album. Great album. It's a brilliant album. <laughs> in, I mean, in, I, I would argue uh, in, in the same way of replayability being very important. So ten years. Ten years. Sorry, I, I made up numbers. No, no, I, no, apologize, no, no. I just look. I just look. I just look like, you're, good, yeah. you're, yeah. Luke, you're good, dude. You look. You're good. You're good. You're good. That's important. I would argue that that's more important, right? Holding, you know, a oh, high-ranking yeah. uh, uh, rank, let's say, over a prolonged period of time with everything, all of the Taylor Swift albums that have come out yeah. since then. Sure. The download it, of your go. album, you have, you are, you, you are in the top two hundred albums downloaded for the last ten years. That's wild. That's, that's crazy. Well, I mean, I mean, and, and you know who else is making a check off that? album too is uh is the doctor oh is he on that okay man he's he's the producer 
Oh, I didn't even realize that. That makes he's, sense. Yeah, uh, he produced that. He produced yeah. that with Kendrick Lamar because yeah. Kendrick Lamar was like his guy. Like he he was this new guy that he found him. He found Kendrick Lamar. He's I mean, Kendrick he's, he's from C Town. I know that's too. another thing too. Like, yeah, if, it, if there's greatness out of Compton, and Dr. Dre is probably involved. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Dre yeah. is Dre is up there. He's yeah. What is that? Uh, that uh, talent re- recognizes talent or game? Oh yeah, Iron Sharpens Iron, that kind of thing. Yeah. Bro, all right, so, and now, okay, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but do, do no, you guys want to talk it's about... No, it's fine, it's 45 minutes, man. <laughs> We're good. Okay. It's an hour. I was going to talk about, I was going to talk about Ye, but now I don't want to talk about Ye anymore. Right? I, I don't want oh, to you talk know what? about Ye. I don't want to talk I, about I'm going to need you guys to brief me on this, because I heard some shit happened, uh, and it seemed pretty fucked up, and I, I don't know much okay, about I'm it. Okay, I'm going to synopsis, and then... Okay, I'm so I'm gonna, frustrated I'm, I'm, with you. I know, I know he is, and then this is the only time we're gonna talk about it, and then I can, then we can just move on. It's, with it, you guys are good. I'm just fuck with you. We can talk about him. I'm not. I'm no, not. No, really but I don't want because we can talk about him for another hour, dude. And yeah. It's it's and so basically what happened is, is the crazy that, coming out. Oh, the crazy came out. The crazy comes time. out and goes away. He's bipolar, yeah. man. That's the way it works. It's just you know? the thing, and I just don't. I, when I is mean, somebody gonna put this shit in check? He's the only one that can. It, it's up to Ye. Ye is the one who needs to p- keep himself in check. Dude, That's it. He, he like look. So he made comments he shouldn't have made about yes. a specific demographic about Jewish ethnicity. people. Jewish people. He made anti-Semitic. Yes. Uh, was it on the radio? Where was it on? I, I think it was on like the, some Fox. I think it was on like C- Tucker Carlton or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Carlson. Carlson. I think it was yeah, on Tucker was, Carlson because because he's a he's a big Fox guy. Oh, and, no. he, and he he made go. these anti-Semitic comments, like they were harsh, and and people have gone and it's it's blown up completely in his face. And I'm just I wonder about his entourage, like that nobody says anything to him because that's just fame at that point too. Like they don't want to mess with his fame. It, it's they, not they that. Check. And I know, I know, and I know. Part of it's not that, but I'm saying that like he has people that should tell him something, and no one can tell him anything. Here's guys, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna give you the breakdown on Ye. Because this is someone that I, it's very frustrating to me because Kanye Can has we, the ability yeah. to to literally change the world. He does. He has the the. He'll wise up and he'll be great around the time that he's. Like I don't know if you can. Dude. I don't 70s. know if he's going to be able to it's, do that because he's mentally he's just that's the problem. And and I'm so frustrated with Ye because he is so brilliant on so many levels. Okay. And another thing about Ye, too, is like when you look at the heart of the source, I believe that Ye is a very good person. He's trying. He's trying. (laughs) But the problem is Ye is a narcissist. He is an egocentric narcissist, and he's bipolar, and he has stages of mania. And when that happens, shit gets cray, my dude. Do you wonder, do you wonder if all this is something that happened and it just escalated after his mom? Died? I think I think Ye so if you watch his his document you learn a lot since then. If you you learn a lot about Ye from that genius comp documentary and that's why I'm like, bro, like I haven't such I it's a love-hate relationship with Kanye with me because he has this he has the ability, he's got such a big voice and he can do amazing things with those voice with that voice if he actually just like i don't know 
looked within and realized that he's just as flawed as the rest of the world like he is a narcissist he thinks he is the greatest rapper to ever live he thinks he's the greatest um he's the greatest person in this generation he believes he is our generation's speaker and because of that it's clouded everything that he does and he does some amazing stuff it's almost like you know whenever you're trying to accomplish a a complicated difficult task like being a music artist Mm -hmm. or being an actor or Mm -hmm. being you know an olympic you know gymnast of something like that you have to drown out the naysayers and and overcome that and 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 not only that but put in the time and the work that it comes with and it's like he took adderall or something it went way beyond stomping out the naysayers he just like started to believe that i he's... just don't think he's actually taking any medication or anything oh, i don't think so either oh, no no i don't mean that i, I just like he went overboard he's such yeah. a narcissist he doesn't think there's anything wrong with him but the thing is that he here's the rough part about kanye all right is that well there's a difference i think i mean he he's known as yay now but i think there's a difference between kanye and yay i think these are two different entities but it's the same person yeah okay? oh yeah. god maybe it's just a marketing campaign no i don't think i don't think so no, that's I don't the part think, that I don't i'm having a hard that, time I don't, with. I don't think we're walking yeah. phoenix no no it's not I, it's real bro and that's the part <laughs> that's really terrifying real. you know he believes things like he believes things that are just outlandish. He says things that are outlandish. He hurts people. He puts people on blast. Like he he has this voice that's so big. And he hasn't been canceled yet until recently, which is wild, but he's still not fully canceled. That's no. the funny part. No, he, he's been dropped by he's... his He's not canceled. People still love Kanye. I still love Kanye. He's I think he's, he's like... too big for this to he'd have to do something far, far worse to get truly canceled. Yeah. And he, so what I guess ultimately what I'm trying to say is that like he, because he's not medicated and because he's dealing with mental health and we all are. Yeah. It just, it's a snowball, man. He goes into his points of mania where he just comes out to the, to the public and he says crazy shit and the shit that he says is hurtful. And then there's me in the corner. That's like, dude. I can only defend you so much. Like, I know that you don't like, I, I, there's a part of me that knows that like, I don't think this is real. And it's like, he realized really, he really realizes what he's saying because he's in a stage of mania. I'm sorry. Like I, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time even being eloquent about this. I'm sorry because I'm very frustrated with, with Kanye. I'm very very frustrated. I can can understand. Here's one thing. Here's one thing that like, just to give you an understanding of how, 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 not right he is in his mind. So he said these anti-Semitic comments and Adidas took a while, but they dropped him, which then as soon as they dropped him, they, he dropped his billionaire status. So he was all pissed because he didn't become a billionaire anymore. Um, then he decided out of the blue, Derek, out of the blue, he showed up to the Skechers yeah. corporate headquarters <laughs> and demanded a meeting with the CEO because he was there to sign a contract with them. And they were like, what the fuck are you talking about? There's no appointment. He's like, does it need to be? I'm here. I'm Kanye. You're going to take I'm, this. I'm yay. That's I'm what, yay. He is a narcissist to the yeah. core. On top of that, after when everything started happening, he then sent an email to all the families that go to his school and told them 
I don't know if you knew this, Eric. Did you know about this? Uh, I knew about school stuff, but I don't know about this email. I knew there's some other. So school he sent stuff. an email to the to the all the families who have children in Donda Academy, the school yeah, he, yeah. he did. Yep, which is closed. The same day, and told them, um, from here on out, Donda Academy has closed. Yeah, their doors. it's closed. Please find, but the same day, like they were on their way to school, and they're getting these emails, and they're turning people away because we've closed our doors. We're no longer a school. I I okay. Um, it's nuts, dude. He's look. I mean, I love him, and it's tough. It's what I think we've talked about. We're separating separating the, the artist from the art. From yeah, the art. man. Exactly. Oof. And he is a perfect example, living right now, of that kind of thing. Like it's him. We have Kevin Spacey. We have Michael Jackson. We have we have uh, we have Mel Gibson. You know, where you have Cosby. people who are you have Bill Cosby. You know, and and it's just it's he's right now he's the forefront of that argument right now and he's and it's just wild to see what what honestly like it's like it's, you're waiting to see what he's gonna do next because he, it, it, it with him right now he's only escalating and no one is actually he's not slowing him. down yeah he's not oh, no, there's, oh oh i wanted to answer that before no one's stopping him and derek you were talking about like entourage because yeah people have a team almost every famous person has a group of dudes that he trusts with his life around him as a counselor as a counsel, okay? Kanye doesn't have that. Do you know why, Derek? Because Kanye doesn't think he needs that. Kanye the is only... the he's the decision maker. He is he is okay, he's a godly man, but he literally looks at himself as one step beneath God. He thinks he was chosen by God to change the world. And guess what? He probably has the ability to do that, but he's fucking up. <laughs> Undoubtedly, person... he has the capacity to do that. Undoubtedly. Um, and and uh, I, I don't mean to say that in a form that, you know, he has the stage and and the voice that he could he could do that. He also has, I believe, the talent to do it. He is wildly um, talented. And and here's the thing. Um, I think you you here's the thing. Um, I'm already past that line of no longer being willing to tolerate this it yeah. sounds like you're still somewhere on the fence or I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence because and i just want to point <clears> this out <throat> i'm on the fence be, be, with it because and it's it's that's why i'm frustrated because i don't want to be on the fence because i would have jumped a long time ago with most others well and and i don't mean to say that it's unredeemable there, it's, there are certainly uh things that i believe that he could do and mm-hmm. uh you know changes that he could make that would that would pull me back and, and make me want to care more, uh, you know, about him and, yeah. and, and his, and his work. Um, but you know, how, how far are you willing to go? You know, if PTA, <sighs> if it turned out PTA and I'm going to say this, I'm going to preface this by saying, cause I don't want to spread rumors. Yeah. This is entirely unfounded. This is a hypothetical scenario, but if PTA was super racist, I mean, like, I, I how quick do you I, drop it? I, I couldn't, support him anymore i know that's not true because he's married to maya rudolph who's black so this is great <laughs> sure. so we're perfect. this yeah. is a perfect yeah, yeah, this this is, i would love to be at a dinner party yeah, there me dude. too i would love to go to their house for dinner no question but like um <laughs> that's a great hypothetical because it's too please too i'll just stand in the corner and eat their hors d'oeuvres yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but like if he was racist like if he was like like if he was a full-on racist like open about it like no, I wouldn't watch any of his shit. I would, I would get rid of his shit out of my house. I don't do racism. You know this. You will both know this. We, we all don't do racism. No. We don't do that. So, what's the difference between that and anti-Semitism? 
It's very it's similar. Thing. That's why I'm bro, bro. I'm with dude. This he's is why torn. I want to talk about torn. it. Like, he's I torn. feel you, my dog. I feel you. I it's, understand it's, it. And oh. you know, and it's and, and and here's the thing is that I just think I think that he's got this entourage of people that are probably talking in his ear and they can't say no to him because one, they you know, he pays their bills, you know, and so he can do whatever you want in that sense. I'm wondering, and this is probably the last thing we're gonna talk about, and then we can move on to the movie is the people in his life who were the biggest part of his life was his mom and his buddy who was in charge of Louis Vuitton. Mm-hmm. And they're both dead now. Yep. Those are those are his closest people. Yep. Those are his closest people. I know he has a third, another friend of his, but those are his people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Those were his people. And they're no longer here to tell him, shut the fuck up. You're being an idiot. Get yourself some fucking help. He, those are the only people that probably could do that. He also, you got to think about this too, guys. Um, Kim Kardashian had that with him. Had there was a yeah until they weren't together anymore. Yeah, and then that's you really when think he, he, like yep. that she had his ear. Do yep. you really? Oh no, yep. they did. They, I, I think, mean, he, I think she probably he had told... her. I think he had her ear and she had his a million yeah, percent. Yeah, and I think I think it was probably her decision for them to move to Montana because he was probably. There was probably already signs. She's like, we got to get the fuck out of this town. I don't know. I know that they had they had power over each other. That's all I'm saying. In the yes. same, probably in the same way that we have equal power over our wives as well. Because there is a we're teams, okay? Right. You know. But I think the divorce to her also made him go extra off his rocker because now that's the yeah. only person that's alive. That's his number that has- one. That's yeah. like, no, I'm not I'm not interested in this anymore. This is too much, you know. So he's he's spiraling, man. The dude's spiraling. Okay, so yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say two things here. Um, and I need to make sure that I can get them both out because they're both important. Um I do not mean to make excuses for Kanye. Um, I think that prior to this event, there are far more examples that still warrant my opinion on him. And so this is just another example on the pile and not necessarily the reason for this opinion. Um, but often whenever people are uh, trying to make a point and perhaps they're uh, over, you know, excited or, you know, trying to get to the point quickly without being eloquent with their words, without detailing to what they mean and not just trying to get a punchline or a headline out, um, they might surmise things and say things and refer to a demographic whenever they only mean a certain set of people as a stereotype, not necessarily that group of people for their belief or their race or whatever. I, I, I hope that that is what happened here. I hope that he is not an actual anti-Semite. I hope that he was just referring to people that perhaps he believed could believe in something and maybe they happen to follow that stereotype. But again, even if this event hadn't happened, I would still have the same opinion about him that I already did. I already, I already don't care anymore. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of his bull. I'm tired of the, 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 the narcissist perspective, the, the holier than thou, the, the not willing to listen to any sign of reason or even be aware of the things around him in the world that, that matter. And so, um, I hope that he didn't mean it the way that that came out, but um, I still have the same opinion on him. Yeah, I think way. that's I, I I understand that, Derek, and I think that makes sense. And I hope yeah. you're right too. I agree with what you just said. I hope that that's the case, but we don't know. 
because we don't know Kanye. If we knew Kanye, we probably wouldn't be on this podcast. And he won't clarify. <laughs> no, exactly. He's, he's above exactly. clarifying himself. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's Time to let, move on. If, if you, yeah, let's move on. Let's move on to the uh, refill portion of the episode. Uh, I, I apologize, listeners, for the Debbie Downer, but I it, it was we had to talk about it. I think we had to have that discussion, guys, because you know we always it's talk about that kind of shit. Discussing. Fuck you, Tomas. I'm really <laughs> mad you brought it up. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I'm going home. All right. Anyway, so. Uh, right now we're gonna go to refill portion. We're gonna go see Man by a Dog, take a do out the lily, or just take a general piss. So uh, we'll see you guys in a bit. Peace. portion of the episode everyone has you know stamped their passports to tinkle town everyone's gone to the bathroom got the refill did we change derek i'm sure you have something different or did you you go back nope. to a cider no no same old cider same thing mm. cider with a cider rona okay mm. and uh, <laughs> i uh i switched to water is that okay <laughs> what a because uh, I I realized I drank because we were freaking so long on the news this time that I drank my whole entire cup. But like, here's the thing: so I only had one root beer left, oh, and I usually put two root beers in this. Should have gone to the screwball then. Just go to so the screwball. I, so I so what I did is I evened out the vodka and the one can of of root beer. Oh, shit. So I'm not gonna lie, I'm pretty toasted, guys. <laughs> So I just, he's on, gonna go easy on you, Tomas. I yeah, know, I, I'm on. I don't think so. I don't think he will. I'm on another <laughs> double dose of what I had before. So oh, shit. well, it's gonna get. It's gonna get saucy. In it's here. gonna get real. It's gonna get real. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna get real. So, um, anyways, uh, all right. So, so we're done with that. So let's go ahead and talk about the motion picture, Three Thousand Years of Longing. It's uh, directed by George Miller. It is uh, just came out in this past year, like uh, a few months ago. Actually, I think it came out like uh, in August or something. Yep, um, August 30th. Yeah, August 30th. Uh, it stars the inimitable Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba, and that's basically it. Everyone else is, you know, of, of other origins of the company. And it was really cool because it was a pretty diverse cast. I mean, it was like all over the place. I agree with that. That was one of the things I wanted to talk about and say, like, yeah. I loved that this was a cornucopia of culture in this film. It Great was. Job. It yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 I mean, we had people that were if it was a, if it was like there was a scene where it was of Turkish, you know, a Turkish origin scene, it was done with Turkish actors who spoke Turkish. If it was somebody like it was like in Africa, there was an Africa scene with Queen of Sheba, they had African actors, you know, to play the role. So so he, so it's like George Miller really went all out to make this seem as if it was where it needed to be. You know what I mean? And you had Persian actors playing Persian roles. So it was just one of those things where, you know, and, and it was just, and it was, it was a really, that was a really cool aspect of the movie, but let's go ahead and just do the synopsis. It's a pretty quick synopsis. A lonely scholar on a trip to Istanbul discovers a djinn, AKA genie who offers her three wishes in exchange for his freedom. Pretty simple. I don't know if that's the most perfect 
the the, the greatest synopsis, but it is what it is because that's that's the basic understanding of what's happening. But in that presence of the three wishes, he's also telling her stories. So it's like it's like as if it was like the, a genie of the lamp was basically giving you the a thousand and one nights of Shahrazad. That's basically what which, it was. Which took uh, which took an, a solid hour of storytelling before yes. we got into the the actual Meets present storyline. Yeah, did yes. that bother yeah. you? No, no, it didn't. Yeah, I, I thought I, they did it really well. I mean, I mean, so so basically, so so let's let's go ahead and and, and let's get your opinions. And then we can move on to the actual movie itself. So, as far as my opinion was concerned, it's okay. It's not a bad flick. It was different. Um, it's not necessarily your typical George Miller movie, but it had its moments of you know his kinetic style action kind of thing. But it was more of a very you know kind of straight, kind of like smooth, just you know. I guess you could say a dramatic piece to a certain degree yeah, of him. A little, you know? a little bit of a slow burn, too. I yeah, it's a little bit of a slow burn. And it was only an hour and 48 minutes long, yeah, so it's not yeah. like as if it was a crazy long movie, which uh-uh. a lot of his movies can be pretty long. Like, <coughs> Mad Max Fury Road was a little, was over two hours, so yep. it was and it was there. But, but I mean, it, this was a slow burn for him, and it was just it was something different from him that I had never experienced, like as far as the type of flick he was. And it had the fantasy element, which was great. It had great visuals. But I mean, it, it is one of those things where I was just like, oh, this was a different flick for me with him. But it wasn't like amazing, but it was just a good watch. That's what it was yeah. for me as far as that was concerned. Eric, what about you? So uh, I actually agree with that. And, and one of the things you said that was really stood, stood out to me is that you said it's not typical George Miller because I was explaining it to Reba because she was making dinner while I was finishing because I literally just finished watching the movie four minutes before we jumped on. But um, uh I, I she was she was uh she came in and we were eating while I was watching and she was like like what do you think and I was like and, and it ended when when I was eating and I was like you know I was like it's okay it was an okay movie it wasn't fantastic it wasn't terrible um but it, it, I literally said to her I said this is a little bit um off brand <laughs> of what this director yeah. normally does um which I appreciated because I like yeah. that and he did a great job I think. You have uh, you got to think about this too. Like you have Tilda Swinton and, and Idris Elba in a room, and you have a master class. And and he took mm-hmm. advantage of what he had there. Mm-hmm. Um, they were they did a great job. I bought it. I liked what they were selling, and that's honestly what really kept me in it. Was I was really interested in the development of of their their characters and the charisma that they had. And um, so it was okay. I agree. Derek. 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 All right. You're both wrong. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say this gently as possible. Um, I, I will I would agree that this is not necessarily a very similar to any other George Miller film that I've at least seen. It's not um, Happy Feet, bro, and that's it, disappointing. It's not Happy you. Feet, right? It's not. <laughs> Wait, Mad he did Max. Happy Feet. Yeah, yeah he, he directed Happy Feet. Happy Feet. Get the fuck out of it! Wow, sorry. Right, <laughs> and, and Happy Feet too. Wow, yeah. George Miller is a man of a man of and many babe. brands. What he was did he direct? Babe. He, he, no, he produced Babe though. He didn't direct it though. Yeah, I think you're right. That's yeah, um, good for you, George Miller. So, so here's the thing. Um, some of the things this movie does really, really well: uh, storytelling, right? Um, a whimsical, wonderfully wit written. Um, well developed characters, mostly because there's a lot of storytelling and helping us get far 
more context and and nuance to the way that they are and how they became who they are um and you know what i i'm sure that there are more uh succinct or uh effective short methods to paint a clear picture for a character and give us that same same understanding for their their priorities and you know how they got where they are but I was not upset with it. It was whimsical. It was wonderful the way the story was told. There were a few little points that I thought were, I don't know, maybe a little corny, right? But, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, this the, the first thing that came to me, came to mind as I was probably only, shit, maybe 30 minutes into this movie. Do you guys remember the movie Big Fish? Oh, I love Yo, that Yo, Derek. Okay, That's I'm going to let you great... make your statement, but go, I have to it, tell you something after you're done. Wow. Go, 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 go. Okay, so it made me immediately think of Big Fish and the way that there's a lot of reasons that I loved that movie. Um, I mean, it, it was really well made. And, 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 yeah, it's and, a great movie. You know, Tim Burton has his style, and I, I have liked many of his films. Um, it's but not a typical Tim Burton movie either. Which it, is not, great. not even, nope. right? Not necessarily. Um, and, and, and so it. I'm going to to tell you two things. So first, I loved the way that the big fish kind of painted this picture, this bigger than reality world and gave it, you know, truth to all these stories that he was hearing. It also reminds me a lot of my grandfather who tells me all these stories of shit that there's no way that he did, but he certainly (laughs) did do. And so it, you know, kind of triggered a little bit of my nostalgia there. And then so as I'm watching this 3000 years of longing movie and I'm seeing all these different stories that are just whimsical fantasy fairy tales and well-told stories that draw you in not only by how they're written but how they're depicted visually and and it it really sinks you into the story and draws you in there were only shit maybe one or two times in the whole movie that i was pulled out of the story for some kind of strange choice or or the second one was a, a notable brilliant moment of acting by tilda swinton that i noticed um which i'll get to in a little bit but there's i mean it really drew me in i wouldn't say that this is a master class when it comes to you know film in general or cinematography but it is a wonderfully made film I, I oh no, it's I, great. Yeah, I enjoyed this. I yeah. man, there were little parts of it that just kind of tug at your heartstrings a little bit. Yeah, yeah. and the yeah. funny moments, like he can't get the kid to find the 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 little vase thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The heavy woman falls and breaks the stone. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, like, I know. That's kind of cute. Why not? Yeah, you know? it's adorable. Yeah, dear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So well. Th- Listen, Derek. I, I'm glad you you seem like you really loved it. That's why you're saying we're wrong. You think it's it's better than just okay. That's what you're saying. That's what I'm stating. Okay. Well, we're <laughs> gonna fact. talk about it, and we're gonna go into we're gonna go into what you think is great, and I'm gonna tell you why it's not. And <laughs> you're gonna choose. And I'm gonna tell you. I'm not gonna tell you it's not great. I'm not gonna tell you it's bad. I'm gonna just tell you it's not great. That I'm wrong. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's no, just okay. I will tell you this that you mentioning Big Fish is a great pull because I don't know a lot of people that have seen that movie to be honest with you. 
More people need to see that movie. More people yeah. Both of these, movie. both of these movies. Both of these movies. Yeah. This movie is a little underrecognized. It it was budgeted for sixty million dollars, and right now is reported revenue of seventeen. Well, but it's only I, been out for a little while. But yeah. I think also, I don't think this was a movie that George Miller did it for the money. I mean, he no. he wrote the movie, he directed it, he produced it because yeah. it was it's, it's something he wanted to make. Yeah. <laughs> if you've it, seen all his movies that he's like credited with as yeah. a producer. I mean, maybe they're he not. Just, yeah, he just makers, makes the movies he, he wants them. to make. Yeah, exactly. And to to piggyback off the big fish, what I want to tell you too is when after the movie was over, because Reba came in and saw the last few minutes, and I was describing to her what the movie was about, and she goes, "Oh, so that sounds a lot like Big Fish." And right. it was like, <gasps> I was like, "Yeah, no, that's pretty. It is pretty similar." And she goes, <laughs> it is. and then she immediately says, "We gotta watch that again. It's been a long time. That's a great movie." And I was like. You know what? We do. <laughs> it is right. that yeah. good as a movie. Yeah. Yeah. That was the movie that I saw for the first time, Marianne Cotillard. That was her first movie that I ever saw with her. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. like, who the hell is this chick? She's amazing. But anyways, uh, but yeah, so like it was just, yeah, I mean. Oh, I, oh, speaking of chicks, sorry. I fell in love with a woman in this film. Uh-oh. Oh, let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Please. Is it the? Uh, is it? Uh, what's her name? Uh, is I hope it, you're is gonna it... say it's Queen Sheba because man, no. No, 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 no. That's what I was gonna say, Derek. Oh, really? I fell Oof. in love with that woman. That woman is one of the most She's beautiful women I've ever gorgeous. seen. She was gorgeous, and oh it is funny. Gosh. So, like, stunning. All right, so let's stunning. talk about some that's of the scenes. Words. Let's, let's talk. Some, let's talk yeah. about some of the scenes. All right, so where do you guys want to go? Let's just let's just go ahead and go for it. So, if you saw like. Like when we first meet Tilda Swinton, she's on. She's going to the plane. She's going to invite her to this conference in Istanbul. Did you see the name of the plane? The name of the plane said Scheherazade Airlines, FYI. Oh, so that no, was a I little. Didn't, I didn't catch that. That was a little thing because this is, of course, based on a thousand and one nights of Scheherazade. <coughs> so if if anybody's never heard or read that that uh, that that um, that title, it's essentially it's a book. If if you ever heard of the story Thousand and One Arabian Nights. I mean that's where Aladdin comes from. That's where um, Open Sesame comes from. Fantastic set of stories. If you haven't it's, read the book, read yes. it. And the whole point even, of even it the is- even the 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 what is the what do they call them when they're abridged versions that are yeah. like just the just the core you know primary stories they're all fantastic My yeah goodness. i mean there's multiple stories that are fantastic they've made into actual movies so just so you guys know there that is one of those things but um so this was kind of like this was george miller kind of like took inspiration from that to make this movie and the funny thing is is that they mentioned they don't call yourself what they call him a genie they call him a gin yeah, gin, gins are very specific in certain ways because culturally they're either good or they're bad, and mostly they're bad. Because and you saw Tilda Swinton mention that that every wish that it that is in stories turns out bad for yeah. people. Yeah, and that's funny because throughout the whole film, um, and he's trying to tell her no. <laughs> and, and I was like, hold on a second. I was like, hey, um. Is he bad throughout the no, whole movie? I know. Yeah. You know, I was like, is this guy I'm, good or bad? Is, so, I was like wondering, I was like, I was like, is this, I mean, every wish they make, does it turn awful? They don't turn great, but they're not horrible. Like, I mean, it's like, it goes to show like these people, humans make these wishes, but it's the human element that turns them bad, turns them into bad situations, I think. So, so I'm glad that we're on this subject because I want to bring up the brilliant moment of acting that I noticed that Tilda Swinton pulled off here. There is a sequence where 
Idris Elba is telling, you know, his series of stories. He finishes the second story and, um, oh God, what's her name? Alethea, uh, mentions that she, you know, she started talking about how she's aware that he might be trying to persuade her and steer her perception mm-hmm. of his intentions. Mm-hmm. And you can see clearly this brilliant man. She, I forget the this, this sequence. She's, she's standing there and she's kind of staring off into space and she's thinking about visualizing his story. And you see her look at him and snap to the reality of, but how do I know I can trust you? Yeah. And that clearly defined emotional trajectory that path that that character is carrying out, that emotional turmoil, that change in her tone was beautifully portrayed. I saw that moment. I was like, damn, I, I pulled me immediately out of the story. I was like, holy shit, that was really good acting. She's fantastic. And I just want to point that out because that was one of the two times I was pulled out of the story. The other one wasn't for good things, but this was, man. Mm. <laughs> I Chef's mean, kiss. There was a, she. She's she's unbelievable, and these two together on the screen, it was like electric. Yeah, yeah, and his uh, kind of stoic silence through a lot of these sequences, his thoughtful mannerisms, and and uh, the nuanced way that he kind of looks at her, and the micro expressions that his face made, just continuously paint a picture of caring and intention to help. And to Eric's point, you're wondering whether or not, you know, it's bullshit and he's just trying to lead her down, you know, the path that he wants her to. Right. But, but man, is it, he, it's portrayed as such a thoughtful, caring Mm -hmm. character. Yeah. And man, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, he was a great character. Like, I really did like at the like, I liked that I was questioning him all the way up to the end. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was questioning him all. I liked that I felt that and that this movie set that up for me for people that Mm -hmm. would think like that to be like, okay, you're going to be tripping about this guy until you realize he's good. And then when you do realize he's good, it's just like, oh, thank God. Because, and that's a lot for me to say because I like when shit goes bad, you know? But in this one, in this instance, in this movie, I was like, oh, man, thank God. Breath of fresh air. He's a good guy. <laughs> you know, so uh, let's, let's talk about this different story that he gave her, because he said, I want you to listen to these stories and then you make a decision on your three wishes. And the, 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 there was the story with the Queen of Shiva. And she was like, the Queen of Shiva, you know her? Like, he's like, I was in love with her kind of thing. Like they were together almost. And there was a thing that was like wild. It was like. The attention to detail was kind of crazy in this motion picture is the aspect of the her leg hairs. Okay, so I looked into this, yeah, and yeah. that's actually a legend of the Queen of Sheba, that she had long leg hair. According to, like, Jewish and African myth, she had long leg hairs. That was, that was, that was her thing. She was unparalleled as far as beauty is concerned, which the actress they got was fucking gorgeous but that she had very long leg hair and that was her thing that was her notable piece of her body that people really really saw and so he portrayed it that she because she was she had long leg hair because that's something that's an attribute of the jinn is the long leg hair because she was half jinn 
That was the according to him. Actress that portrayed Sheba. I'm gonna say this wrong. She's a Ugandan actress. Her name is Amito Lagoon. Yeah. Man. It's the first the, movie, the only movie she's ever done. The the way and you know, I mean, you know, similar it I probably should you know how um what was that movie? Uh she's just not that into you. Do you remember that movie? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That the there's, you know, the nerdy guy who's got a girl and you know, he struggles, you know, with imposter syndrome and whether or not he's worthy of her and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a sequence in that movie that I always remember as being particularly done well. There's a sequence where I think they're in the airport and it goes in slow motion and the sliding doors open and the wind blows her hair back and you get this push into, you know, her whole, you know, strut that she's doing this beautiful walk, this beautiful woman walking in the door and they overlay a sound of just a gasp of, (gasps) yeah. And it, it, it really, puts the viewer in the mindset of holy shit someone important and beautiful and and fantastic just walk through the door mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong you know i forget the name of the actress that played that character but you know she she was inherently very beautiful but the way that they shot that sequence played into that to overemphasize the impact that this woman's beauty and the in the, the role that this person's beauty played in the story right and in that same way when we talk about this movie three thousand years of longing and the way that i'm going to say it wrong again amito lagoon um the way that they portray her as sheba lends to that same thing they put her in the frame they have her at that angle where they, they make sure you know that this woman's beauty is unparamounted yeah that, that it, it's unsurpassed. She is the most beautiful person to have walked the planet, blah, 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 all of that stuff. And yet Eric and I are both like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we're, we're both aware that there are camera angles and that there are intentions behind the way that it was portrayed in the film cinema, uh, c- cinematically. Yeah. Um, and yet, damn. <laughs> <laughs> it's just re- really well done. That's my yep. whole point yeah. of getting to yep. I mean, it's. It, I mean, I don't know. I, this is probably going to be our shortest thing for this movie because it's, it, it's really not that much of a deep flick. It was one of those things where I was like, "It's very surface." Yeah, it is a surface because it's level. just fantastical. Yeah, That's all it's, it is. that is. It's just him telling. And I, I I'll tell. I, I, I do want to say that. So the, um, the film is all you know. If it, if it wasn't actually showing us the stories, it's all exposition. It is. Basically from Idris Elba, but we're watching it happen, so it's technically not really, really exposition. So yeah, um, and it was really cool. Like it, it, I liked that. I liked the way they did the exposition. I think it is a little bit different than Big Fish. I don't think it's exactly the same the way that they did it, um, because I think these stories were to be taken literally. Where the Big Fish, like you said, they made him, they made it big and large because you're, it's larger than life in your memory, you know. Um, so I think that that was like a little bit of well, a. Well, that one had a whole spin on how he was trying to uncover how 
false the stories were and he was also kind of yeah no, because there was I mean, still truth to many yes, of them the, yes the, you know? the thing is with big fish is it all comes from that phrase a, yeah. it, his dad was a big fish in a little pond yep 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 you know what i mean and in this one it's just not that kind of situation no, we're it's not, not saying and, and there was there was i do think that deep big fish is a deeper film too because like there's a lot going on in the subplot as well that attaches the story to it we're, this, uh-huh. we're just watching this guy tell Tell a story and then watching this weird romantic relationship happen between him and tilda swinton's character so um i did like the way that the storytelling happened i liked his narration i thought it it went well i bought the the story that we were seeing from those actors too that are all no-name people again which we've said but i i like i just i i did like that a lot i like the way that they broke down the story it was very it was clear I wasn't like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> you know, it was, it, <laughs> it was clear and concise. Um, it was uh, a little bit uh, vanilla, you know, some of it the was. stories. So it that's, was. I think that's, what, Derek, I think that's one of the things that were maybe me and Tomas are on the same page here is that like, it wasn't, there was nothing out like really outstanding or unique or, or, or that right. different about it. It was just a story. There. And it was a good yeah. story. It was good. You know? But there were still some there were still some some gaps, you know, like uh the whole sequence in the airport. Like why did somebody approach her cart in the airport? You know, what what yeah. is oh, that? Yeah. What the hell was that? The whole sequence when she's on the stage and like some fucking dude, mm-hmm. genie dude is and and that's the other thing. The dude that kind of uh, she noticed in the crowd while she was giving her 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 speech or dissertation or whatever it was um he was in the room with princess sheba he was one of the people at her side whenever whenever she was being courted by uh, king solomon king solomon right so so he that character that was in the the uh, auditorium that she passed out in he was also at her side in those sequences where he, she was being courted by king solomon they've never made any connection to any of that they never yeah. explained why that was that's or, true you know who the character was in the airport she brought it up in the ride uh, from the airport and we never touched on it again there was no there was no yeah, I, indication actually, of like what that I, I totally forgot about those until you brought it up. Now. Yeah, it's like, wait a yeah, minute. because they don't, like, they're so, so inconsequential. It's a yeah. lot of yeah. plot holes. Yeah, there it is. That is a plot hole, and there's so much. There's so much information we get between that happening and the end of the movie that it's like you forget that that even happened. Yeah. But another thing is too, like, not only that, not just not that being that being a plot hole, but there was also some like uh, cinematic choices that are done by directors on purpose that let that lead to something. And some of the things led to nothing to me. So, um, for instance, I don't, this is a really quick shot. You guys probably won't remember it, but there's a point in one of the stories, but I remember shit like this because I know I, when I see it, I said, that means something. Shut up, Derek. He's, he's giving, he's, he's rolling. Ruin your hoity toity. Somebody, somebody's all high and mighty. Come on. I'm just it. saying you guys got to get on my level. So anyhow, <laughs> um, so there's a shot when, when she's speaking to the genie, there's this shot where he's telling her a part of the story. And I don't remember exactly what part of the story is, but the camera cuts directly to Tilda Swinton's neck. Just all you see in the shot is her neck. And her hands come up like this a little bit around. Uh, you guys can't see this in the podcast universe, but uh, she lifts her hand He's and her stroking fingers, his clavicle. Yeah, her sing, her fingers kind of touch her clavicle, and then it cuts back to Idris Elba. 
and that usually means something. And did I did not meant, catch what it meant. I did not catch what it meant. Did you? There catch was a what sequence. It meant? There was a sequence whenever uh, Queen Sheba was asking uh, what women desire most. And when Andrew Alba gave that answer to her, the only response that you get from her is a close up of her neck where she basically just swallows and you see her Adam's apple move up. Yes. The same thing happened to Tilda Swinton. She didn't swallow. I remember that. She did. No, she, she didn't swallow. Oh, she didn't swallow. <laughs> I have to go back and watch it. No, maybe that's what I'm going to pull missed. it up right now and watch. Maybe that's what I missed because the shot you're talking about, I remember that. But that made sense to me in Derek, in Derek would know because he swallows. Oh, God. <laughs> that, that made sense to me in the scene. Not finishing if you don't, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I remembered that. I remembered that, but it made sense within the scene why she gulped because she just got a sexy answer and then but i don't remember tilda swinton gulp, gulping when she was when they showed that shot of her neck i'll have to i'll have to probably go back i do remember the I shot would... of the neck but i don't know that part i don't know that her her, her swallow that is true i don't yeah. i do remember her like kind of reaching for her neck in that scene and i was like okay so she's something is like really like emotionally hitting her right there in that and it moment. was just a shot on her neck so i was like I didn't see the gulp, which Derek's probably right. They probably did gulp, but I didn't yeah. see it. But like, that would make more sense to me. But otherwise, if he she doesn't gulp, then like, what the fuck was that? You know, for I real. Think even if okay, so I do seem to remember that she gulped, but let's say hypothetically that she didn't. Why else would they have another immediate cut to another neck of another woman who's also with the gin, but to establish a connection between those two emotions? But they, it's not it. almost immediately. Those shots aren't like that sequential. I mean, they were close enough for me to draw that connection. <laughs> I have to go back and watch we'll it. Have, we'll have to see that yeah. part. Maybe uh, you, maybe you walked part. away or like, I don't know. Maybe you weren't paying attention to that Eric, sequence. Maybe you should not tell me what I do with my life, okay? <laughs> maybe that's what you should do. You're not my dad, bro. <laughs> yeah, you're probably no. too busy <laughs> masturbating to PTA over here. Over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> Someone's got to do it, and that guy—that's me. <laughs> Eric's like, it's not finishing it if you don't. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So there was there was one thing that I there was one one part of the movie where I was like, okay. Whereas the scene where it's um, if you noticed, there was a lot of it was okay. The whole aspect of him being just literally electromagnetic waves, which was kind of a cool thing that was kind of cool to make it seem like that's what he's made up of is electromagnetic waves it's not really and mag- fire per se. somehow those it's, two yeah, things are fire yes. yeah the same and, and i just wonder if that's just something that george was just like uh we gotta say he's made of something and and it was just a way for him to do that but then of course when he gets to london like it's like a, i don't know is turkey or istanbul not as technology provision as london like i mean is it just there's just not that much electromagnetic waves in the air compared to london i I thought that's what they were trying to say because i definitely think that's what they were saying but maybe it was more a more populous place maybe i don't know man i was just like i was like i was like that's kind of a weird little plot yeah kind of thing uh, i I didn't like all of a sudden like remove his plot armor because he left turkey yeah yeah it was kind of of strange sorry go ahead Derek. no i mean i think they were 
probably just trying to throw in some sort of MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I can see that because because I mean, inherently, you could argue like the population density and the uh, like telecommunications devices density in that area, perhaps. But I mean, they probably just needed a MacGuffin at that point. I think it was. Do you think it was possibly just to show that he's not immortal? I guess. Or but he I has mean, to... he's, that was another thing too, because I, I was like, is he not, is he still immortal, but he's just living in like torture and his skin is flaking off because yeah, of it, like, you know, or, it... or he's just going to have to suffer or is it like he is mortal? Like I could, like, that was mean, also another plot hole. I think, yeah, that was one of the things I was like, I was like, that was one thing that I was just like, kind of like, uh, was just like, you're moving the story forward because he has to leave her because he will eventually die because there's too much technology and technology kills, I guess. Is that what you're trying to say Maybe. with that kind of con- You know what I mean, dude? Like, also, too, I don't, another thing, was, they, another plot hole around that as well is like the whole airport scene. And then he goes through the, the x-ray and he comes out and there's nothing like you didn't even, you didn't refer back to that. Like, yeah. Hey, did something happen in the, did something happen in the x-ray machine but you just had a full-blown like three minute scene about that it was kind of like i don't that was kind of confusing those I'd are rather little... have, i'd rather have learned who the white dude was exactly like that no scene. for real for real that's one of the reasons derek those are some reasons why this movie is just okay you know i mean because i mean she was freaking out they made a big deal of it and this this piece of like little bottle for him to be in which it was open the whole time like it didn't have to be yeah open. like she didn't want to trap him or something like i mean what does it matter really he could come out when you open it again but i mean you have it open the whole time so like he's not walking around like at this point i mean he's a genie he can do whatever fuck he wants he can well, disappear no one can see him no like, one that, can what, see him. she puts that little that little salt shaker you know on the on the you know shelf and she's like in your own time you can come out kind of thing and you know, then as they live together, she leaves the house and she goes about her daily life. And she's like, I heard you here and I saw you there and I felt you here. And I, like he was with her everywhere. So why did he need to be shepherded through the airport in a salt shaker? Why couldn't he have just been like, oh, I'm in London waiting on you? Oh, no. You yeah. Know? And on, on top of that, you remember the scene he's talking about. He, he can't like no one can see him with a little boy running around. I'm like, what does it matter if he's in a salt shaker? No one can see him anyways. Yeah, that's actually a well, no, very no, because, solid point. <laughs> oh yeah, because he he can only you know be seen I mean? by the person who no was. One could this, see is, him. this is what I'm talking about. Like, there's yeah. things about it that, that look, look, not to give anything. That. Yeah, there, there's 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 good things in this movie, but then there's these little bits and pieces where it's you're just, just like, it okay, yeah, it just makes it okay. Like it's it's, it's a movie that. I'm not mad that I used up an hour and forty eight minutes of my life to watch it. <laughs> that's I was, really- I, that's really you funny know? that you said that too, because why is this happening tonight? I that was one of the things I said to Reba. I was like, I'm not mad that I I spent an hour and forty five minutes on this. Like I was, yeah, I'm I was like, mad. I'm not mad about it. You know, I'm, but I'm, I'm not cool. Be- but I'm not I'm walking not like, away. Change. Wow, I'm not a change man. Like, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. It's not like I sat down and I saw like fucking you know you know Schindler's List or something where it, no. just, it changed my life. No, you know, not dramatically. I understand that, but, but I'm, I'm just saying like you know like that that kind of level of like wow, like but, like Mad Max Fury Road was like when I walked. Yeah, I, that's I, an experience. When I walked out, I was like, yeah, holy shit. Yeah, like I was. Like this was like okay. 
Exactly. I'm not mad. It was it was entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, it was entertaining. And, it was entertaining. And, and this just further like to kind of get a little bit deeper into this and really really like find as much depth as possible is that this really explains a lot about you, Derek, and the mm. fact that you like anime because it's so oh just horror or subpar storytelling. And <sighs> the fact that you're probably going to give this film an 8 to a 9 doesn't shock me at all. You know what? You're wrong. You're wrong. I like anime because it is uh, enjoyable to me. I didn't and, ask you why you like anime. <laughs> and and uh, I won't give this movie that high of a score, unfortunately. Um, I mean, it because we proved a, to you that it's just okay. Is that why? N- no, no. I, I, whenever I, 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 that's part of the reason that my evaluation scale works the way it does is it kind of mm-hmm. keeps my uh, bias in check in some ways, right? I'm forced to reckon with is it cinematically flawless or otherwise and is it enjoyable or otherwise and rate those fairly it's the reason that hell midsummer got what did i give it for how much i enjoyed the film <laughs> what did i give Dude, midsummer well, hold on it was I'm gonna low but it. higher it was, than it, was low. it was like it was like a 1.25 it was higher than i thought 1.7 1.7 for how much i enjoyed it but how well it was made a 4.5 yeah. spoilers for folks who didn't listen to the most recent episode um and and it keeps those things in check so that i don't have to put up with the bullshit that yeah. comes out of your face eric um <laughs> Well, you, I'm just saying, dude, I, honestly, bro, it's really makes sense to me. And I think it makes sense to you, too. Like, this is a mediocre film. <clears throat> Anime is most storylines are mediocre or worse. And that's why you find you like both of these. You like anime and you like this one. Oh, that's right. why. I that just, is the I, singular I, reason. <laughs> I, 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 like right now, I just thought of the conversation. We were talking about how that kid, you know, how the kid found him. Or at least heard him to a degree or felt his presence. Because he was part Jin or something. But here's the funny thing. Is that he's part Jin, right? But he has a brother. How did his brother not find him either? If he's basically the same person. Like, they come from the same people. And then we find out his brother is an absolute... His mom has to make his brother into an absolute sex fiend. Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) it's just and, and it's, they never talk about him producing a child no yeah no no he doesn't produce, and, and and he has to become sultan but his his brother doesn't know about the jinn can't feel the jinn is, is it because he just likes the big women because he's all about the big booty he, he's i mean it was just wild that george miller put in a guy who's a you know he's what, what are they what are they what do they call him he's a chubby chaser so it was just it was, <laughs> it was just you know, like yeah. that didn't have to be any part of this flick. At I wonder all. if yeah. there's some some lore to that. I wonder no, if there's you needed some that historical... in order to you needed that in order for her to for to find the 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 new bottle. You needed yeah, that. because she needed to be big. That whole setup was based on that. <laughs> Just that one premise. Yeah, the furry room yes, and all. I'm being dead. Needed because that, George. Because George Miller so. was playing the long game. Yeah, and it. And it I mean, it paid off. It did. <laughs> it did. So, it made horrible. me giggle. That's so horrible. It did. No, I'm being serious. It did. It was. That was the purpose. <laughs> I will say, um, I would, I would oh, like to go back so to terrible. some of the pros that this movie has. <laughs> when, when it does depict these ancient cities and civilizations. Oh, that's and, cool. And it all is that cool. Stuff, 
Um, I don't know how, you know, historically accurate all that stuff is, but uh, it definitely, it with very, in, in the same way that, you know, like the new Rings of Power movie spared no expense to kind of immerse you in this whimsical world. They did a very good job of immersing you in whatever era they were in at that moment, you know, and, and, and helped it feel real ish like that, that it was taking place in that era. So, so, okay. So I don't know about some of the other stories, but about the queen of Sheba. So we have the scene where King Solomon is playing the harp with her, which is extremely fantastical because the harp is playing on its own and singing (laughs) and singing at the same time. But as far as I mean, there, there's there's a, there's a piece of trivia here in, in IMDb talking about that scene where it says the Queen of Sheba's leg hair is historically famous. And mentions of her leg hair appear in Jewish and Islamic tradition and texts about her. Generally, the story goes that the Queen of Sheba mistook the polished glass floor of King Solomon's palace for water and hitched up her skirt to wade across it, revealing her hairy legs. King Solomon noticed the leg hair and rebuked her as unfeminine. In quotes, quotation quotes, whereupon he noticed the hair on her leg, to which King Solomon responded by saying, quote, your beauty is the beauty of women, but your hair is the hair of men. And the hair is beautiful for a man, but shameful for a woman. And that's probably why when the gym was talking about that, she was shaving her legs before she had sex with King Solomon. Oh. That's probably what it was, is that she decided to change it. He didn't do that. He didn't say that. But that's probably why she shaves her legs, because he rebuked her when he saw the legs. But it's interesting that, that that's the case, because, you know, like there's so many different um, so many different. How do I say this? Different uh, customs that the West has that originated out of the Middle East, either, you know, uh, Judaism or Christianity or, or Muslim or Islam or whatever, all of those different uh, um, cultures. Um, whereas, you know, if you look to, and I'm going to get all nerdy on you guys, uh, Asian cultures uh, don't care as much. They don't, they don't shave their armpits over there. They don't, they don't necessarily care about that kind of stuff. And they probably also did not have the same uh, cultural histories come from the Middle East in the same way. Huh? No. No. Not really. <laughs> Not really, bro. All right. <laughs> I'll see myself out, guys. Bye. <laughs> no, no. It's, Man, it's he got real deep saying. about this. <laughs> I can I can see what you're saying, dude. And 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 culturally, yeah, I, I could be something, but I don't know if George Lloyd was going that deep with it. I mean, there is certain things. He didn't about have to. It. He didn't have he didn't to have intentionally. To. He was pulling yeah. this from Middle Eastern storybook, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, there's there's one thing that was like, because we saw that King Solomon in the scene, he he trapped uh, Jin in the scene. He trapped him in the bottle. You saw him do that. And the reason he was able to do that, supposedly, and this is something that, that I remember as a kid reading about when I was in when I went to Christian school, um, is that King Solomon supposedly had a ring that was given to him by God that purportedly allowed him to control demons. And essentially, that's what jinn are. They're demons, according to folklore. You know, they're not happy-go-lucky blue guys that help you get the, the love of your life like they did in Aladdin. Yeah. They're not good things. They never have been. That's just an Americanized version of it. But can, we also, can we also touch on... 
Okay, do you remember the sequence where the uh, young woman who was pregnant with the son of the prince is being kidnapped and the genie is trying to save her and he's halted by some other magical being. It's a demon. Who turns into a a weird creepy dude who climbs upside down, his head sucks apart from his neck and falls into being some sort of like multi-eyed spider looking thing who then disintegrates into a bazillion beetles what the hell (laughs) that was also very that also yeah that was huge you're not going to give me any context to what the hell that means and then she's gone and that's it yep that's it in the story she didn't and, and Tilda Swinton didn't ask any questions. No, she didn't, was it just like, oh, okay, that's how that is. Sure, that's okay. Well, and then that was it. And yep. he just, just that's about right, guys. <laughs> Everything <laughs> you said is correct. Once that's what again, happened. Once again, a perfect example of why this movie is just okay. Pretty good. Yeah. Okay, just okay. Nothing out of this world. It's good. Yeah, it's a good. It's good an flick. okay flick. It's worth passing time, but it's not fucking. We're not talking, you know, Oscar worthy picture. Now there were some cool things about this motion picture that I didn't realize was the 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 cinematography was gorgeous. Sure. Oh yeah, all George Miller. George Miller is yeah. a, a great Well, the reason one of the reasons why is cuz the guy who was a cinematographer basically has been a cinematographer for years and we were talking about the relationships with these crew and their directors. So this guy, the guy who was a cinematographer his name is John Seal. He's been retired since like 2011 or 2007, something like that. He was a cinematographer. He, this is the second time he's come out of retirement for George Miller. The second time. What was the first one? Mad Max. Free I figured. Road. I figured. I was like, it's Mad Max. It's the same. When yeah. I was watching this film, I was thinking to myself, I didn't look it up, but I was just thinking to myself, yeah. it's the same guy. I, you could tell, like, when you watch enough movies, especially yes. when you know about cinematography, you could tell, like, okay, this is that guy, this is that guy, this is that like, guy. Like, yeah. like, what's his name? Like, Steven Spielberg loves to use uh, his favorite, uh, what's his like, name? his favorite, Darius uh, Wolinski or whatever. No, that's not his guy. Uh, Michael Kahn is his editor, editor I think. His, uh, his, it's Giannis, uh, it's Giannis, 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 Giannis something. Hold on, hold on. I'll tell you uh, right now. I'll tell you right now. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, I know who you're talking about. You're talking about. Like, he's done it, like, Almost every movie. Giannis Kaminsky, I think is his Giannis name. Giannis Kaminsky. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll get the name. I'll get the yeah. name. But yeah, so like, like he, he does like a ton of his flicks, and I mean, it's just one of those things. And, and that that's it. George Seal did Mad Max Fury Road. That was his last movie, and then before that, I think was like Babe. I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, like he's he they use he the same guys. When you yeah. have that 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 director cinematographer editor dynamic, is usually you're going to see the same three very mm-hmm. often together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was just one of those things where, and then so that's that's that, that's one of the, that 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 was one of the things I was like, I was like, wow, that's cool as shit, and it's just, I mean, he just did it, man, and, and I don't know, I don't, it, it you could, it was beautifully shot, great, gorgeous movie, yeah, gorgeous movie, really well and, made, and the, the the production design was good, but it's an okay flick, just fucking okay. You guys I mean, want to talk about the weird inserted African dances? <laughs> yeah what do you mean what do you mean I'll talk about it yeah do, do you remember that sequence there, there was like Idris Elba was telling the story about how it's just before the the two brothers story starts and uh he he's just kind of talking through about you know how he was invisible to everyone and couldn't be seen and and was kind of imprisoned and, and kind of stuck in this kind of infinite 
uh, isolation, let's say. Um, and there's just a weird sequence of like this very traditional, perhaps tribal African dance and drum sequence in the middle of like, a, I suppose, a Turkish palace. Just there. No, no context. <laughs> no clarity as to what the hell that means or why it matters or like if it has to do with him being a djinn or a spirit or invisible yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, y- you had all this exposition. You could have, you really could have just clarified what, what, <laughs> what, why, 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 yep. please. Well, the, I mean, that For happened, real. it happened like 30 times throughout this film. <laughs> 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 It was a lot of like, why where was the decision for this like what i wonder was the, how much of this film was cut to to make this edit i wonder how much of this story was dropped to make a more uh succinct story and to not i mean this this is definitely a bit of a slow burn right in, in some ways but um and how much more of it that was there <laughs> is there a director cut coming that we're gonna get some more context on <laughs> I don't know. Probably dude. not with seventeen million dollars, right? Probably not. I mean, I mean, it would be just—it would be like a whole Snyder cut kind of thing. Like people want to watch it, but I don't know if anybody's clamoring to watch it. Uh, no, I'm not. To be, be honest, honest, folks need to be clamoring for a big fish director's cut yeah. before yes. anything else. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm clamoring you, for. I mean, there's—I mean, there. This movie has its merits, but it's just not like. And, and sometimes I feel bad like that I even chose this flick because I'm like shit. We, I wish we could talk a little bit more about it. But there's oh no, really no, not it's much fine. I mean, like, about. that's gonna happen with some of these films, man. Where we're just yeah, not gonna have that much know, to talk about, and that's just, just the way it is. That's just the way it rolls. That's, and that's like this it's film. Like, <laughs> like, it's like it's like it's like in a in in a what's it called in um what's it called uh <laughs> Evan Almighty. That's just the way it crumbles. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. You know so. But I don't know. Is this something else you want to talk about in this movie, or are we basically it? I think I'm good, guys. <laughs> I'm tapped out. This yeah. might be it. Yeah, this might All be right. it. So let's go ahead and go to reviews. Um, I'm gonna just drop it because it's my first my movie. I'm gonna give it a solid six point two. I mean, six and a half, six point two five. Actually, I'll give it a six point two five. It's 6.25. not incredible. <laughs> it's okay. It's just there. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I'm going to give you my gut instinct. And I, it's funny. But, uh, my gut instinct was when my wife asked me what you think. The first thing I said, I said, eh, it's like a six and a half. So I'm going to give it a 6.5. So that, that's, what right. that's, yeah. that's what it's getting. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <sighs> I'm going to say, gosh, how well it was made. 3.3 how much i enjoyed it i'm gonna say it was a 3.7 so what's that add up to what is oh, that? Let me just do this. that's what a seven seven it's a seven 6.65 is the average and that's in seven. imdb imdb was a uh, 6.7 wow all right wow all right so, so we're, we're about there yeah so we're there yeah we're there so Any... i mean any uh any i'm gonna, I'm gonna I think we don't do this too often but i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and come out on the limb and i'm gonna say this and hopefully you guys have some suggestions as well if you're debating on watching this movie um i wouldn't dissuade you from doing so but perhaps start no. with big fish 
Do you have I, an alternate recommendation? I mean, Big Fish is probably the best one. I would comparison dis- to what the movie is like, yeah. I wouldn't dissuade anybody from watching it, but I also don't see myself recommending it either. Yeah, if someone goes to you, hey, what did you think of 2000 Year Old Longing? You say, go watch good. Big Fish. You say, say, would, eh. you, would you recommend it? And like, if you want to pass the time, it's it's a good flick that you won't feel bad watching it when you're done. Yeah, and I think that's a good way to put it. That's the that's the best way to put it. You know, there's movies like that that I love that I that I will fall on the sword for and I'll watch and I'll tell you I love the movie. But I mean, they're just not great flicks. Like we've talked about it. Fucking Night's Tale is one of those. I love that fucking flick, but you know, it's not a great movie. Uh, another movie like that for me is um, uh, A Good Year with uh, Ridley Scott and uh, and um, Russell Crowe. It's not a great flick, but I love that fucking movie. I watch it all the time whenever it's on. Oh, God. So. I forgot to mention... There's the one sequence that just was weird. Uh, when the older brother, when the older brother is thinking about killing the younger brother, and he peeks in on the younger brother and seeing how much he's like basically just a sex fiend now, and he reaches the younger brother reaches through he's the hole with the greasy hand. hand. What is yeah. that? What is it? I don't. I wanted food? to know what that was too. What was just that? I okay. This is gonna sound horrible, but was I'm that- wondering if it's come. I was gonna say, was it sex juice? That was the next I thing I was gonna sex ask. Sex juice, man, and and then and then like the older he's brother pulls away. It, he's covered in it, though. No, no, the older brother pulls away, and the mother steps in and gra- embraces his arm. That he's now cupping his mom's boob <laughs> with the uh, greasy arm. Uh, All right, moving on. Top shelf. Uh, Let's get weird. to top shelf, please. <laughs> All okay. right, I'm gonna give you guys my top shelf. We're gonna go move past this because apparently Derek is all about that one scene. I don't know if he was jerking off to it or something. No, Either way. no, <laughs> no. Anyways, so my top shelf is something I've been watching recently is Andor on Disney+. Plus. Oh, really? So I've been watching it. And if any of you, and I know Eric likes a lot Rogue One. Okay. It leads up to I that. I do. It, we all know it does. But here's the, here's the thing that I liked about this show is that it has, and this is great because Tony Gilroy is the guy who he he's he writes all the episodes. They're all written by him. He directed the first episode, but he's written all of the the entire first season. He's wrote he wrote and he wrote Rogue One, so it's all in the same vein. And the greatest thing about this show is that the Emperor doesn't mean shit. It's so grimy. And so dirt in your face where it's just like, it's the best thing I thought about Rogue One is that these are all people who fight for the rebellion and they're not good people. They're not. They're not like typical hero characters you got like in Star Wars. These are people who are murderers. They're, you know, traitors, you know, because a lot of them that fought in the rebellion were part of the Empire that change sides for whatever reason, they're not, you know, like, like Andor is not a nice guy. Cassie and Andor is not a nice guy. I mean, the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes of the show, the first episode, he goes to a brothel looking for his sister and he kills two corporate like security guards. Officers, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's not a nice dude. Granted, it's, he didn't do it on purpose, but he did it because he's not a nice guy. He's a criminal. I mean, it's just, it's a great part of the show. Like, 
like Mandalorian has like a type of a, has a shine to it. Yeah, it's, it's supposed very polished. to be it's knight polished. in shining armor kind of thing. Yeah, this is not polished Literally. at all. Everyone's got a, like a certain bit of dirt on them. They're not clean, a hundred percent. The ones who are clean are in hiding in the Empire because they have to keep up appearances. But those that are not, they got a certain level of grime to them, which is great. And I just, it's a great show so far. I've, I've, I've watched. I'm in the seventh episode right now. There's twelve episodes of the first season, and they've already announced that they're doing another twelve for the second season. So and there's, I wanted to ask really about good that because right I, I only watched through the first four episodes and then I kind of took a pause and I wasn't really sure if I was going to go back to it. I mean, there's nine episodes out now. You said there's going to be 12. Yeah. Um, is it, is it really that good? Cause you're only three episodes ahead of me. I liked it a lot. Okay. I like it a lot because they mentioned, look, I'm in the seventh episode, right? And they've mentioned the emperor once. Once, well, because it wasn't it. supposed to be about him, exactly. Right? But you would think somebody who's that "quote unquote" charismatic would be all over it, but it's not. It's you see the differences of what's happening and how they're building. Because this is literally just the beginning moments of the rebellion, like the start of the rebellion. Like they haven't even built their network. Yeah, yet. it's only been a galactic republic for so long, or a galactic yeah. empire for so long. Yeah, so like this is like. If you think about it, at this point in time, Eric's I would say, out. yeah, he's checked out. Oh, I'm sorry. No, guys, continue. You're good. I'm just I'm watching sports. <laughs> yeah, we're watching the, the, the baseball ball. game. No, but at this point in time, I would say that you're probably like 15 years into the Empire. Yeah. 14 years. You know, when, when you see Luke, he's 16. So it's just one of those things. But either way, it's Andor. Andor is worth your time, guys. I just think it's worth your time. Sit and watch it. Eric, what's your top shelf, my good Is sir? your top shelf, God forbid? Please tell me it's God forbid. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's not, but I'm going to watch it tonight. I, I would love, I, I saw it was, I saw I it love was available. Billy Corbin. And I'm gonna I love Wonder Billy Corbin. Egg Priority. Yeah. No, fuck that shit. God forbid, directed by Billy Corbin. Amazing. It's got to be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, My top shelf is one that has been said here before. And I, oh, and God. I'm, I'm going to say it only because it's important. Okay, and I think you guys need to know. Are you okay. going to say Breath of the Wild again? No. For a, a third time? No, it's one that you guys have chosen, not one that I have. Okay. okay. I have started, and I am five episodes in, to The Boys. And wow. <laughs> wow. What wow. a no. good. You've never seen it before? What a good piece of television yeah i don't have you ever seen it before never watched it before dude that show is unreal yep never watched it before and i've been told i mean you had you You just made tomas so happy yeah you just you you had mentioned i I literally came my pants right now (laughs) you had mentioned it on your top self and my my nephews and a lot of other people have been like eric watch the show watch the show because you know they know i hate superheroes so they're like no this is your show (laughs) and it is it's so did you ever watch invincible you didn't yeah. watch it. Yeah, I watched. Oh, okay, you did. Yeah, I watched it. And well, it's I liked, animation, I liked it. but that's the thing yeah, with animation, animation. He's like he 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 is. He's always said there's with animation with Eric. There's a disconnect. Yeah, I have a disconnect. And I liked Invincible. It was interesting, but I don't. I like the boys way better. Way let me guess. Better. All right, let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. <laughs> let me ask you a question. 
Yes. That first scene with uh, what's his name? The main character. What's his name? Uh, God, what's his name? The play one played by Jack Quaid. You know that's Dennis Quaid's and Meg Ryan's son, right? That's their son. The he's the the the, the Captain America guy. No, the the idiot. The idiot, the tall skinny guy, who's like oh the, oh, oh the the regular guy that the his, regular his guy. girlfriend gets run through. Yeah, yes, that guy. Okay. I remember watching that show, that episode, and that happened. I was like, oh fuck, dude, I was that, like, oh shit. I laughed so hard. I was like, oh my god. And the reason why I laughed so hard is because I'm like, they set up this couple so. <laughs> heavy and like they yeah. love each other and this is and great and they have great dynamic and she just evaporates Explodes. in front of him <laughs> he's covered in blood covered in her guts it's so <laughs> funny like such yeah. a well done like so much time went into that to that to that one moment you know so yeah that guy that actor is dennis quaid and meg Ryan's i did not son. know that okay oh that's yeah his name is jack quaid okay i didn't jack realize quaid. i realized that was him. yeah 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 but yeah, the, but yeah he's great yeah yeah i yeah. know the, the the boys has got such an interesting storyline i love the idea that these superheroes <laughs> are pieces of shit i love that you know yeah. and, um, and, and i it like just the idea Worse. Yeah, I like the idea of a group of underdogs trying to get together to take out people that are stronger and more powerful than them. So it's a it's a oh, really yeah, really cool cool show, and I'm I'm sorry that I've been sleeping on it for so long, but I will probably finish all three seasons within the next few weeks. So. <laughs> dude, the third season, fucking dude, every season takes it to a whole other level. Dude, yeah. it's wild. I mean, it's already it wild, wild as it is. I know a lot of people <laughs> say it gets crazy, but like I'm like, wow, this stuff is already wild that I'm, that I'm seeing right now. So. <laughs> like, dude, that. The first episode of the third season, just like like fuck me. Holy well, don't tell shit. me about it because I don't want to. But know. anyways, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, cool. oh it's nuts. But anyway, yeah, Derek. the boys, good stuff. The boys, Derek, what about you, bro? I'm so disappointed. <laughs> Why are you disappointed, Derek? Have you watched the boys? I tried it. It's not for me. Yeah, because you like lame shit, bro. I'm not surprised. Go say your stupid top shelf now. <laughs> The season has now finished, and so I can feel confident in giving you this, but I am going to give you two. One's considerably larger in scale than the other, but... You give me two? Now. I don't want to listen. We finished the season of uh, Rings of Power. Oh, and? I've really enjoyed it, man. I okay. really I enjoyed watch, it. I I've heard that a lot. My daughter. Yeah. yeah, I've heard There's that a some, lot. There, there was some really unexpected turns, really unexpected twists, and I'm not going to give any of it away because it's still very fresh, I think, for a lot of people. Um, but there are characters. You know how I, I mentioned in, in past episode that people are nuanced, people are multifaceted. There are incredibly terrible people that perhaps could have been you know, wonderful to their mother or something like that, right? People are multifaceted, people are complicated. And, you know, they really... Uh, not only, you know, cause some twists where you've got a character who suddenly you did not expect to be who they are, but you didn't expect someone to have, uh, the same, you didn't expect that evil people could be, uh, well-meaning. And, uh, there is a little bit of that in this and you don't necessarily see it coming. Um, on top of all that stuff, you've got all the lore and the beauty that is the Lord of the Rings verse that yeah. is out there. Yeah. Um, and, and there's no shortage of money on this show. So they did a spectacular job. We talked about it. We, talked about it. we mentioned it. 
the VFX and, and the cinematography is, is fantastic. The writing is really, really good. I, I've had no concerns about how characters are acted or portrayed. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and then, and then my second pick is something, if you guys don't know about this, if you are an avid, uh, if, if you really care about visual, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, quality or, or gosh, what's the word? Um, like when you really, really care about like the bit rate of your video and, and the color context and, and the richness of how it is filmed and shot, um, there's a YouTube channel I want to turn you guys on to called Jacob and Katie Schwarz. Um, that's S C H W A R Z Jacob and Katie. Um, I assume that they're either uh, married or siblings and they film some of the most outstanding YouTube videos that I've ever seen. And it is all just uh, landscapes or showcasing, you know, how badass they are with their cameras and using the proper lighting for the prop and the proper lenses and focal length and, and, uh, all of the right, you know, ND filters and everything to get the perfect exposure for the perfect environment where they are at. They've done some of the most incredible videos that I've ever seen where you can, uh, they did one called faces in 8k HDR and it highlights some of the brilliant contrast of how you can properly light either the most pale or pigmented faces and get just fantastic contrast out of these um, colors and vibrant pigments and all these different things. Fantastic cinematography is what I'm trying to say. And I've, I've seen them as demo content, you know, in Best Buy on TVs and so forth. Um, and I'm sure that's where they make their money is just selling that for demo content because it is that crisp and that beautiful. And the cinematography is fantastic. They've got one that I love. They shot in Morocco, um, and Bulgaria that is just vibrant and colorful for these beautiful tile scapes of these um, different palaces and stuff. Incredible stuff. So check it out. Can you uh, send a link? Yeah, Jacob and Katie Schwarz on YouTube. I'll send it to you guys. Um, check these guys out. They, If you're ever looking for something to put on your brand new TV to make it look amazing, um, this is the content you're looking for. If you want to see if your TV is tuned to the right colors and so forth, and you want to really put it to the test, this is the content I think you need mm-hmm. to be looking for. Just in the same way that you're going to use a Dolby Atmos sound effect to test your surround sound, this is what you're using for the visual stuff. I'm also wildly shocked, Derek, that you knew, you know, what an ND <laughs> filter was or that you even knew what focal length was. I'm like kind of surprised, buddy. You pompous, pompous man. What is your pick? <laughs> All right, yeah, Eric. What what are you picking for us for the next episode, dude? And let's 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 make it amazing. I have a feeling I know what you're gonna pick. You okay. are pick I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna okay. guess. I'm gonna guess your pick. <sighs> you're picking Doctor Zhivago. Yeah, I'm gonna. I picked the Doctor oh, Zhivago. Wow, because I want to sit through that film again. <laughs> oh no 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 no. no. We're we be are watching, to watch this we again. Are, yeah. We are watching the nine-hour, three-part epic Russian version of War and Peace. No. 
<laughs> Hard no. Although I haven't mm. seen it, but I know of the movie. So. No, 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 no. I would be so disappointed. <laughs> no. We're not well, no what are you picking? We're going to watch a film that has wonderful cinematography, has a brilliant acting. They did use uh, ND filters, I'm sure, as well, uh, Derek. Goonies. So, Derek, I'll give you, right now, I'll give you, I will, I will give you anything of your choice within a hundred dollar limit <laughs> if you can tell me you have to answer within two seconds what nd means on nt filter one oh two, i don't know what nd three. is something non-denominational no no I, I know that it has to do with the way that they uh the it's just like how uh, very similar to how like 3d glasses work there's little blades like within negative the glass dimension cut is it like negative dimension no it limits the refraction of light yes. in, the, in the lens, but I don't remember what it stands for. It's called, I'm not a technical person in regards to that. Neutral density. Neutral density. Oh, there you filter. go. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let, let me, and that's let your me pick? Give you, let, let me yeah, give you guys, that's going to be the movie we're watching. Let, neutral let, neutral let me, density. Hold on, hold on. I want to make sure you guys understand that I really don't give a fuck. So there. Well, it Dude, wasn't for ND you. filters are brilliant. They, yeah, they, they were just they're the polarizers. They're huge. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah they're I don't, really, I don't really, give a really shit. Important. I really don't care. Really <laughs> the way that, have I'm you in, seen the new ones I'm that you can the twist? Really, the, all, that's Derek, the only ones Derek, I have. Derek, Derek, Derek. I, really I only don't have the shit. ones that twist. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I really don't care. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I only use Really cool camera kit. We're over here geeking out on cameras. Yeah, yeah. Not me. Who's the outsider now? I know. I don't give a I love you guys, but I don't give a fuck. What's your pick? What's no, your pick, dude? I'm gonna go with uh I think we're gonna we're gonna watch Boogie Nights, fellas. Oh fuck! Little uh, PTA action, holy bring shit. Bring him back. I'm bringing PTA holy back. Holy fuck. We haven't even we never watched one of his movies. We did. Here. Uh Derek chose Magnolia. Oh Magnolia, that's right. Yeah, I'm bringing him back. We did do Magnolia, yeah. yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna watch Boogie Nights. It's a wonderful film. Can't wait. Okay. Uh, Derek, why did you roll your oh, eyes? Oh, oh, oh. Because um. Okay, you want my answer? I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna give you my answer. Uh-huh. Um, I'm Boogie Nights is a great film. I'm happy to watch it again and talk about it. Mm-hmm. I just I, I look to you sometimes to expand my perspective to things that probably have, perhaps I hadn't seen before or considered seeing. And this is just something I've already seen before. I already, Derek, I already know why it's Derek, great. How I am I supposed know. to have a catalog of the films you've seen, Derek? Most of the movies I bring here, you don't watch. So don't fucking be mad that I brought <laughs> one. That I brought one that you've seen. Okay. Um, God. I mean, come on now. How have I not seen this? You, dude, you haven't seen most of the films that we talk about, and we're shocked. <laughs> And, and and I I think you've made I don't think you've ever seen any of the movies that I brought. This is the first time. I literally you know, but don't. Some think of the ones you bring, I uh, you know what? Um, this is your pick. You can have your pick. I'm happy to oblige. <laughs> I'm gonna. And, I want to. Uh, I want to choke him out right now. <laughs> I'm, I am moving. I'm a mere I mean, twenty minute drive, live. sir. I'm a mere twenty minute drive. I know where city. he lives. I I know where he lives. <laughs> We've been at each other's house. <laughs> I want to choke him out. Oh my I want, he's, God. Moved, he's moved me to violence. That's what he's done. So so okay. So so basically, so we're gonna watch the first movie that I feel really like I got just watched this PTA movie got like too. on the map. This movie put PTA on the map, didn't he? Um, yeah, it, 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 I think it's like it got him a lot of notoriety because like it was, was he the, he was the cooler, right? Was he the cooler or he was, no, it was no, Hard Eight? He hard did eight. Hard Eight. That didn't get that got him. Uh, you know, it got it got it got, got, him, it got like. 
No, it uh, got like, invisibility in Hollywood. Visibility That's in Hollywood. It yeah, did. And Hollywood, then he made. Yeah. Then he made. Um, yeah, then he made Boogie Nights, and that's right. Yeah. That's what put it on. And then and then Magnolia came after the that. Then Magnolia so, yeah. came after yeah, that. Yeah, Boogie yeah, Nights that's, is that the just, one. Yeah. That just cemented him, yeah. Because he got so nominated Boogie for Night... an Oscar for it, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. He got nominated for Best Screenplay, Best Director, yeah. Best Picture. I mean, the movie... I mean, and, and, it put, and it put him... And it put Mark Wahlberg on the map, too, because he was more... It helped more, him out. Mark, yeah. Yeah, because Mark Wahlberg was like... He, he was nominated, I think, for Best Actor, wasn't he? I don't remember if he got nominated, but either way, uh, it put him... It made him look be looked at a little bit more seriously yeah. than he was. Yeah, you know, yeah, so. yeah. Because I think... I think before that he was in that 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 Target Kill movie, whatever the Hitman. Actually, funny. Sorry, I have to mention this now. I was going to mention this next week when we talk, but I have to now because we talked about Titanic for like thirty minutes. <laughs> um, do you know that Mark Wahlberg's character was supposed to be Leonardo DiCaprio? He wanted to do it. He was he was going to do it. He said really? yes, and he he had to pull out because of scheduling conflict shooting? Yeah. with Titanic. Dude, Titanic took. Uh, dude, speaking of Titanic, going back to that, it was a pain in the ass to shoot that movie. They took so long filming that movie, man. He took a long time. Fucking Cameron, dude. That's Fucking why, James Cameron. And, and that could have been Leonardo DiCaprio and Boogie Nights, and it would have been. I'm sorry. I listen, guys. It would have been better if it was Leonardo. Oh, DiCaprio. it would have been better. <laughs> it would have been a better Mark, movie. Look, look. I like Mark Wahlberg. He's a good actor, but. It it I mean if it was Leonardo not, DiCaprio with PTA you have magic it like and I'm it would have been amazing. it hasn't happened yet but I'm sure maybe one day it will <laughs> one day and, one oh, day real quick news PTA is currently talking with Denzel there there's very likeliness that Denzel is the main character in his next film <sighs> Denzel Washington is going to work with PTA that's that's. He's. That's I mean, wild. he's already worked. He's already worked with Diane Day Lewis. So I know. I'm. I'm, say, I'm just saying. That's. That's. That's nuts. I mean, that's like you know, know, if if I was PTA, I don't know. I would have stopped after um, Adam Sandler, but that's just me. Yeah. That's well, that's me. why you're not PTA, bro. <laughs> <Just fucking kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dummies. Good then night. We All right. that, then we would have gotten that classic known as Inherent Vice, but that's just me. <laughs> if you guys want to watch Boogie Nights, you can watch it. Boogie Nights, yes, on any of the streaming platforms for rent everywhere. or for free on I mean, Roku as well as Tubi. With that. movies fucking almost thirty years old, so it's it's there, dude. Just fucking watch it. It's great, yep. film, guys. It is a great flick. It is a great flick, and we will see you fucking peeps later. Peace. <laughs>